Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. We are slowly but surely closing in on, it's going to be the third decade we've done, isn't it? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. God damn. damn. <laughs> it's weird to think of it in that. We've been doing this, what, two years? Two years, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Because I delayed the start of this with a kidney stone. I haven't heard one since. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, hemorrhoid over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of which, no. <laughs> okay. We won't go down that road. We no, we're good. For a while. So the year we are on now is 1992. It was another banger of a year, I think. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah. Good year. It was deep. I left, I left a, a lot of movies There was a bunch though. that I, I didn't get to. You're going to be mad about some of them. But yeah, I mean, like culturally, I don't think anything major happened. Um, That was the Bush series, wasn't it? Bush series. Bush years. Bush oh, it's when Clinton beat Bush in 92. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, Bush was president for that year, mm-hmm. technically. Um, oh, the Toronto Blue Jays. That was the first Canadian team to ever That's win right, a, yeah. pro, a major sports. Well, major of the three, not, not hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Though I love yeah. hockey. Um, 92. I mean... Even though I know grunge blew up in '91, I'm pretty sure '92 it carried over even more. I think. Yeah. I bet you like Nevermind and Pro Jam 10 and Alice in Chains, like Dirt came out in '92. I think. Yeah. That yeah, that was kind of the apex. I would say. '92, '93. Sure. Then it died in '94 when Cobain died. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, '92 was. I mean, MTV was still relevant then. They were actually still playing music then. How they were until like 94, 95. It's going to be interesting when we get beyond oh. our birthdays. It was the 25th Olympic Games opening. Oh, Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. yeah. That was, the, Bill Clinton, I mean, that was a dream team here. Bill Clinton was elected as the 42nd U.S. president as American voted for either a young or. Uh, for You're just reading. Either. You're just reading. No. <laughs> old Elvis Presley to be used as a postage stamp. So, yeah. Cool. Your stamps were probably like 30 cents then, too. <laughs> Not even, like probably 19. They were 32 when I was a kid. <coughs> what are they now? 55. 55? Fucking rip off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck works there? <laughs> All right, what are we drinking? Well, we're doing the huge McMaster's Diet Pepsi. Um, we were going to introduce something new, but... We're going to have that for disc later. Yeah. Well, we'll... Roll with that later. You can even have one of them as your birthday present for tomorrow. I don't think so. I want it in bed, so it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Cheap date. (laughs) I'm chewing uh, the old Grizzly Mint for anybody who cares. And I got a lot of I'm quitting tomorrow, wink. (laughs) Until the next podcast we do. No, I have a dentist appointment Wednesday. I have next week off. Oh, do you? So we can do a rando one of those nights if you want. Good. Like a new movie or something. Even if I can't come over, we could just yeah, we can phone do it on the can't. phone for sure. But anyways, Trev, you want to kick her off? Always yeah. do. Worst aged? Well, 
So this was the hardest because there was not a standout. So what I did was I made really, a, I made no. a list of movies that I wanted that I wanted to add to my list, mm-hmm. and then I went with the weakest that I kind of saw, but not really a weakest. I still really enjoyed this movie. So with that being said, um, Death Becomes Her. Yeah, I mean there's some pretty piss poor effects in this day. Exactly. Age. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, but IMDb is six point six. Meta fifty six. Or IMDb is six point six. Meta fifty six. Tomato fifty four. <laughs> audience is sixty one. Worldwide one hundred and forty nine million. Budget was fifty five. Director is Robert Zemeckis. Well done, sir. Um, Meryl Street, Bruce Willis. Street. <laughs> Street. Yeah, whatever. Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn. Um, it's basically a movie of two friends that just want to compete with each other. And um, um, Meryl Street's, Street's pers- character, um, she definitely tried to steal Goldie Hawn's boyfriend. And, and did. And did all the time. And uh, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis' character basically had a miserable life after he chose that life, and basically the girls took this potion, and it made them live forever and look beautiful, but they had to take care of their bodies. Well, they didn't take care of their bodies, and um, one like got pushed down the stairs. And her neck was broken, her whole body was broken. She died, but her but she was still moving. She had no heartbeat, so her body's falling apart, but she's still living. And so, with him being a um, plastic surgeon in the past, but he lost his license, so he's doing dead bodies. He was able to like paint them and keep them like looking new. So women aren't dead though. They're dead, but their bodies are still going because of the potion. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So they don't have like one got a bullet. They're essentially zombies. Yeah, I guess is the best way to put they, it. They they had a shotgun. But they to don't the want chest. flesh like zombies. No, no, no. They're just the Walking Dead, not wanting yeah. to mm-hmm. eat brains or anything. So then it all goes to the end where he just wants to get away from them and falls off this castle and somehow lives because he goes through a. A rooftop window and to the pool and he gets out of the pool and just leaves and never looks back and he lived a happy life afterwards married somebody had kids and always talked about the um the beverly hills uh zombies or i can't so like were meryl streep and goldie hawn like Mm -hmm. zombie women so Two of them? Yeah. yeah. He, he had the chance to take the potion, but he chose not to. And the reason why they wanted him to do the potion is he, they needed somebody to take care of their bodies while they're it was decaying. And um, I don't know. The, did, the, did the women all die in accidents? No. Like none of them were well, old age? Well, let's, uh, Meryl Streep is an aging actress. Okay. And she's trying everything to do she's to retain her youth just as i mean any actress does so she takes the potion and the woman who gives it to her is isabella rossellini i think oh yeah i like her um i think that's who it was who yeah um 
so yeah, she takes, and you don't know that Goldie Hawn's character took the potion until later in the movie. Like she's kind of, she starts the movie as like this homely girl. She's mm -hmm. a writer. And then after Meryl Streep sees her again and she's beautiful, like 15 years after the fact. And she finally goes and takes the potion and they show her tits fucking bouncing up or everything's fucking going beautiful again. So the effects, though, are kind of... The effects, uh, I'm sure they were great then. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're rough now. They definitely age. I watched this movie. I remember being in our conversion van. You said your sister was a big fan of this yeah, movie, Yeah, right? my sister and my grandma. So we were in the conversion van driving to our place in Sun Valley, Idaho for skiing. And um, that was one of the movies we'd watch on the three-day trip was that. Becomes I've heard, it's one of those it, I've always heard of, but I didn't know much about it. Great movie. I still enjoy it. It, it was, was a good It was going to be on my list. Either it was going to be on the lowest or it was going to be in that. But when I was trying to find... A movie that didn't age well. I was like, well, I have 10 movies I want to talk about, so which one's going to be that? So that's why I chose yeah. that one. I mean, this is not a movie that you couldn't remake today or anything like that. It's just the effects are kind there of There actually was shit. talk in 2019 of remaking this. Was there? It doesn't shock me. Because um, there's a small cult of this movie. I this guess. movie does have a bit of a cult fault. I mean, every Zemeckis I, I read movie. A, I read an article about this movie, <clears throat> and it came out in 2019. They said... That they were there was a talks of remaking this movie, which with today's effects you could pass you could do. I think so. Yeah, yeah. you could absolutely do it. Um, so I mean, I didn't disagree with it, but with effects in '92, hell, they could have Kate Hudson. She's Cold Cody <laughs> yeah, Hawn's daughter. Absolutely. So. And speaking on that movie, I didn't. I've always known Meryl Streep for like her acting chops, but she was pretty attractive back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. She's always had she like was a certain beauty. To her. In this movie, and no, she's, she ain't that old. She was fifty-four in this movie. That would make her That'd like, like eighty-four. <laughs> she's well, not eighty-four. She, she might would, be seventy-four. Dude, there, I, there, I was trying to do the How math. How old is she now? She's in her seventies, early seventies, I bet. Because Deer Hunter's seventy-nine, and she's like young in that. Yeah, she's like a twenty-five or younger. She is 72, so she it was 49 when she was born, so she was 50. She's 43 in that She movie. is 53. 43. 43. No, 49. 49 and 92 is 43. You're right, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking 2000. And, yeah. It's yeah. easier for me, too, just to think that's 30 years ago now. It's like, oh, there's no way she was 54 then. Yeah, but yeah it, it's good. Fl I, I mean... I I can understand why you would say it's the worst stage because the effects are. Yeah. They they show, their age for sure. Yeah. All right, on um, my turn. Yeah. All right, my age is the worst. I'd never watched this. I liked it, but uh, there's a reason I chose it. The Crying Game. That's oh, on my list. That's that's on my list too. Oh, it's. I like this movie. I actually wanted to put it higher, but it seemed like the best for aging the worst. I'm guessing you know why. Yeah, that's my number eight. All right, Tomato Meter ninety four, audience seventy eight, IMDb a seven point two, Metascore ninety, had a budget of two point three, 
million. I don't know if it was actually euros. That's British pounds British at that pounds. point, yeah. Domestic and worldwide, it was 62.6 million. Which is weird. I, I don't know how it can <clears throat> be a have British movie like that. I know, that, no that confuses me too. It only has a domestic budget. Stars Stephen Rea, uh, Jay, uh, Miranda Richardson. Is it Jay or Jai Davidson? I think it's Jai. Jai Davidson. Forrest Whitaker and Jim Broadbent. The reason I knew, I already knew there was like a shocking part of this movie. But as soon as I saw like Jai Richardson oh was God. playing a, a woman, I was like... I only know him from Raw, from Stargate. Stargate, yeah. But I was like, that's a man, isn't it? <laughs> and that's why Age of the Worst, because in 2022, there would be an uproar if a trans character was I not don't think... I don't, well, Euphoria was so, she was. I don't think she was trans. I think she was just a, just a male. So just, yes, is that what you think? Okay. That's what I so, think, yeah. In my head, this movie could be made today, but it could not be made back then, was my thought. When I saw this, well, it was controversial. Man. It was very controversial. Yeah. But both uh, Davidson and Raya got nominated. He got Raya was best actor. Davidson was best supporting. Neither yeah. won. I think Raya might have won the BAFTA, possibly. Oh yeah, I never said it was directed and written by Neil Jordan, which I knew the name and I forgot. It. I had an interview with the Vampire a couple years ago. Yeah, I. And he directed that. I remember looking at like fucking. You might be right. For some I reason guess, I thought I guess it was I'm Neil thinking Mark. just like. Because they never discuss like, are you getting, yeah, some and sort of surgical thing, or I don't know how her, it was in ninety two. The, the body honest. was completely male. There were no. Is it weird though? Because just the, the pictures, hair. like you could kind of tell by the face, it's a man a little bit, but it's like the voice, good looking woman, <laughs> <laughs> very effeminate man. Yes, even in Stargate, it was. Kind but of I guess I'm way. just saying, like, even today, I feel like. There would be some uproar. Of like, there would be. Oh, I, I think why there would be. Why can't you just have sure. this person? Why not just like make it? Like the Bill it... Burr thing with the... <laughs> <laughs> why did you have a murderer it's not playing a murderer? It's not fucking acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really good movie. That's, I liked it a lot. This is the reason I chose it. Because the other nine I have, maybe one other movie where I'm like, eh, maybe I could put that there. But it just seemed the most appropriate to me. Yeah, I, I get it. If I had actually ranked it without having to be the worst, it'd probably be in my seven, eight range. I'd say too. Yeah, I, I, this was the first time you watched it. Yeah, I'd him. never seen I, it. I had heard of it. This and was I knew my it was first a... time as well. And yeah. when we just watched it three or four she, days ago. When she lifted up her skirt, took the pants off. Did you and know? It came out. No, I didn't. Oh, see, I knew because I, I knew Jay Davidson was a man. I was like, okay, there's got to be like. I, and I I remember knowing of of the uproar when the movie came out, but wasn't Angel Heart? With Lisa Bonet, kind of the same thing. There was, um, there might have been like a rape in that movie or something. Okay, I thought there was. That's like '88 or '89. I think it's '89. That's actually a it's pretty Mickey good movie Rourke too, right? Yeah, there's a twist in that that's pretty obvious. I thought it was kind of the same thing because I I don't recall. Got him kind of that. confused when I was. But you could be right. It's been 15 years. I've never seen that least. one, so I don't. I also watched it with my mom, and I don't think my mom would have let me like something like that. <laughs> right, so may, yeah, I don't right. think I, for some reason I don't think that's right. But I also think there might be a scene where she gets like raped or something, which is bad, of course. So, but you know, yeah, it's a movie yeah. sometimes. So, but <laughs> awkward transfer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the IRA. Mm-hmm. They kidnap. I don't fully understand the whole. I don't that, know the that, dynamic that between dyna- the. Yeah. Where Forrest Whitaker is like a British soldier, 
Yeah, they both met in the war. And he's creepy as shit, too. He's like, I'm gonna let me show you what Jody's got. It's just like, it wasn't the war, like, it was a service or whatever. He was a serviceman. They kidnapped him to try and get one of their IRA brothers released from prison. And Stephen Ray's character is like just a volunteer, he's not even, yeah, he's he's not part of the movement, he's just a rookie, just. Seemed like this was his first fucking mission, if you would. I always like the dynamic between, I'll just say her, because she's playing a, her in the movie, but like, when you her and the bartender, Jim Broadbent, he's like... <laughs> Broadbent was great he's in like, this movie. tell him to fuck off, and he's like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that part, the bartender. That guy's a great actor. I love yeah, he was in Game like, of Thrones, and yeah. he's been in a bunch <laughs> of Harry Potter shit, movies like Well, that. after I saw the penis that she whipped out, um, I, in my head started going back to the bartender and like started looking at his reactions like you know what you're getting into like all yeah those he, looks, he knew for sure all those looks that he gave him was one of those things i'm like i should have known from the beginning because it was one of those awkward like oh my god you know i like how the crying games too. the title just a song that she yeah sings too, yeah. which is actually a really old song I looked it up because I was like, this is kind of a pretty song, actually, in a way. And even, like, after he finds out and she keeps calling him, I don't honey remember, and stuff honey, and, and yeah, like, don't do that. Just <laughs> Even at the very end when he's in, yeah, in prison, prison just, don't just like, do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like Stephen Ray a lot. Like v is it Ray or Rhea? How do you say it? It. I, I'm not I keep sure. saying Rhea, but I don't know if it's right or not. But I mean, him being the cop and V for Vendetta, yep. like that. That's the only other thing I really I recognize his face besides that, but I don't know. He's probably in a lot of British stuff. I'm He's in a lot of British, shit, yeah. Whitaker though, with a f- British accent, I was kind of like, is this? Yeah, that, that, it made me think like, is he British? I was know. this? I mean, was this kind of his first thing? He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, as, that's like, right. A bit role. He's yeah. a linebacker that gets his car vandalized but i mean that was shocking when he got fucking run over yeah and then yeah, they just blow that. up their fucking safe house and shit i thought the yeah. main dude was dead like the head guy that was with them i thought even the point, girl like I, yeah I, yeah I, mean, I don't know how any of them True, got yeah. out of there but that's it's the way movie. they dragged him back in and it, it was a good flip i, I don't get why he just didn't tell her though when she's like tell me what's going on he just won't tell her it's <laughs> right like, just fucking tell her dude like i'm in the ira well, then you have to say, like, I got Killed your Joe. boyfriend killed or whatever the hell. He could have explained me. I mean, he already, she knew he was, because he admits to her at one point, I, I, why did you come after, why did you come to me? And he's like, I went to check in on you for him. So, like, I yeah, think she already true. knows he's dead. Yeah. She knew she was, he was dead, yeah. And, like, when he cuts his, her hair short and, like, gives him the sweater he's wearing <laughs> in the pictures, I'm like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was... But no, I liked, I like did like that movie. Yep, that was the 2020, the Felix 2020 they do on IMDb, like the Oscars 20 years later. Oh yeah, they yeah. still nominated both of them. Did they? I think they gave best director to Jordan too, possibly, because it won screenplay. I'm pretty sure it did win for something. I think it was for screenplay. Was it? I could be wrong, but I I know it won for. Some surprises on both your lists. I'm, good job, guys. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right. So what's yours, Tom? All right. So my worst aged is a movie that I do like. But before we get into it, one for screenplay. Original screenplay. 
I might as well nominate it for. It's up for like four or five. Best picture, uh, actor and leading, actor and supporting, uh, director and film editing. Okay. But my worst aged is a movie I still kind of like, but is absolutely fucking ridiculous now. Parts of it. Batman Returns. I almost put that. I on almost my... had that. Yeah. It's not. It's got some tough parts. <laughs> the penguin. The penguins with the fucking well, rockets and, like, attached yeah. to their back. And bats. in the like, city, in the city too, with like the skull. It's almost like Tim Burton, like Tim, Tim Burton, Burton fest went kinda. way too deep into too Tim Burtony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is as this on your list at all in this one? It's not on mine either. I was gonna have this as. Mine, but I, I thought about it. it. <clears throat> I haven't seen it in a while, so I, I didn't. I didn't rewatch. I it, own it. I just so, don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I <laughs> do as well. It's an IMDb is seven, Metascore is sixty-eight, Rotten Tomatoes of eighty percent tomato meter, seventy-three percent audience, eighty million dollar budget, domestically, hundred sixty-two million nine hundred two thousand three hundred forty dollars, worldwide. Two hundred sixty-six million eight hundred ninety-two thousand nine hundred ninety-six dollars. Directed by Tim Burton. Written by Daniel Walters and Sam Hamm, based on characters by Bob Kane, because they weren't giving Bill Finger any credit at that time hmm. for Batman. But yeah, it's it's a fun, fine movie, but. Th- just some ridiculous shit in it. The penguins are the biggest. Penguins is the most egregious. That's the one that comes to my head. I haven't seen it in a while. Also, he but looks ridiculous. DeVito looks DeVito, ridiculous. DeVito, yeah. DeVito Oswald looks- Yeah. Unlike the, the new trailers with Colin Farrell, it's like, holy <laughs> yeah, shit. That like- looks a little more natural. Mm-hmm. You've got a... Uh... Oh, my God. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer just hamming the shit out of that fucking character, which is fine, but... She's she looks good in it, though, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, she, she looks really good. Walken's in it, right? Walken is like kind the, of the, slime the PR guy for uh, the Penguin as he's trying to become mayor and shit. That's right. But yeah, I mean, penguins with fucking rockets strapped to their backs. That, Especially after everything that's come after, like this new Batman looks fucking intense yeah, it looks really it's like a good detective story I'm yeah excited for it. and this one looks i mean in hindsight it's just silly it's not as bad as the schumacher ones but no it but just compared to the first burton well. one in 89 it's it, it, like a big drop off most definitely it and even that one has some silly parts sure. of course but like it's still good overall yeah well i mean batman returns is still i still like it i like it but it just doesn't hold up more of a nostalgia at all and I don't like I said I didn't rewatch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a few years. I all I can remember is the penguins and Michelle Pfeiffer just playing a fucking cat essentially. It's like God damn it. Yeah. What the fuck? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Licking his face and shit. Oh yeah. Keaton was probably on the set like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Right <laughs> yeah, now? I'm getting a huge paycheck, so I'll keep my mouth shut. Sign me up. <laughs> but I'm done after this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say because I said, like I said, I didn't rewatch it. Yeah, so. I, I don't think any of us did. No, I couldn't. 
I mean, I will. I, like, I will watch it. I like it the again, movie. Yeah, sure. I like the movie, but I have other movies I would rather. That's watch. That's the thing. I was already. I already knew it was a contention for Age of the Worst for me, but I was like, do I want to watch that again? Where I already know where I'm going to have it on my list if I have it, yeah. or do I want to watch something I've never seen before? And I just. Yeah, that's... and then there's a couple on my list I never saw. So, so I think you go next because we both have eight and you have nine. The crime oh, did game. I knock one? Of you? Oh, game was okay. on our list. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I can do that. All right, give me a sec to open that. And up then you again. go. And I'll go. And yeah, we'll just keep the circle going. Circle jerk. <laughs> oh come on, motherfucker! Sorry, I'm using my phone this time, everyone. This one. I don't know if I'll get an earlier foreign film than this. <clears throat> I don't have a foreign film this year. This one is a, it's a Belgium film, Belgian, called Man Bites Dog. It was on HBO. Never heard of it. I, when I saw it was foreign, I was like, I got excited. I was like, oh, a foreign movie. <laughs> Tomato meter 74, audience 90. It's IMDb a 7.5, Metascore 67. It's written and directed and stars the same guys, so that's like very low budget. Yeah. Some guy Benoit Povadar, Remy Belval, and Andre Bonzel. It cost one million whatever the hell they had in Belgium in nineteen ninety two. <laughs> it was released here and worldwide, but only garnered two hundred and six thousand. Damn. Um obviously no nominations. It's a mockumentary in a sense. This documentary crew goes out with a serial killer. <laughs> And yeah. he basically takes him through his day. And there's, like, the opening scene is, like, him shooting someone and, like, going through, like, check the mattresses and shit. And like, he's like, oh, see, see, there's money. And it's all, you know, it's obviously it's translated because it's not in English, but. Is it shot POV style? Like, it's a It's shot. You just, yeah, like, so you don't see the crew. You'll see, like, boom mics. And once in a while, they'll, they will have the mockumentary once in a while where one of the guys will come on and be like. You know, that scene, that was really fucked up. Like, <laughs> like, right. Like. But it's weird because the first half of it's more funny, like that stuff. Like it shows where he dumps the bodies, and he's like, "You got to make sure if it, you know, if it's a heavy man, you got to put this much weight on it. And if you know if it's children or something, you got to put like this. Like it's you got to weigh him down this way. Like <laughs> it's silly at first, but then it gets dark. Like because you even meet his family. Like they go to his. I think his mom owns a shop. He's probably in his like thirties. She's probably in her fifties or sixties, and. The grandpa and grandma are there, and they're like, how you doing, honey? Like, you know, and he's like, good, good, this is my grandpa. Like, and they just introduce shit. And then um, one night they go, they lose a tail on somebody, and they go into this factory, and they have a shootout with this guy, and their boom mic guy gets shot and <laughs> dies. <laughs> and that's when it cuts to the mockumentary where the guy's like, it's not the main, the serial killer, but it's the one guy's, he's like, I'm so sorry, Marie. You know, I know he was the love of your life, and like you have your his unborn child in you <laughs> like, oh, just, like, really, like fucked up shit but then it gets dark in the back half like i said like he has friends like even you meet some of his friends like it seems normally he's at the bar and stuff and he's talking about they're getting drunk and he's like well you never kill anyone in the suburbs he's like i'll fucking go to the suburbs right now and they go and fucking like find some family and it goes awry um but yeah he ends up at one party like like at his, they have a birthday party for him. It's just like six of them, including the guys in the crew, and they buy him a holster for a gun. And he's like, "Oh, great! I I wanted this real bad." 
and he tests out the gun and he shoots one of his friends dead in front of everybody. And nobody says anything. Everyone's just like shocked, but like there's blood on one woman's face. It's in black and white too, which I'm sure is partially because the budget. Um, and then like, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's 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 funny and sometimes it doesn't. Not anything lands perfectly. And there's a couple of like pretty disturbing scenes. Like, yeah. like have you ever heard Tom of um? It's got Michael Rooker. It's called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Seen it. Yep. They said this is similar to that if it was a little more comical. Okay. I don't know much about Henry. I want to watch it when that year comes. but <laughs> That movie's not funny at all. <laughs> no, I'm sure that, yeah. This one at the back half is not as funny, but there is one scene I did laugh at where they walk into, I don't know where they're at. They're in like an abandoned building, and they see another, <laughs> they see another camera crew with another guy. Like they're doing the same thing for him as if oh, he's her, and they end up he ends up shooting and killing. But like the thing is, is he ends up drawing these his cameramen and the boom guys and everybody who's working in his crew are like helping him commit the murders too. Like here, here, move this body with me, or like go catch that kid, or like it's it's dark, but it's there is a lot of humor in it too. So yeah. it was just it was a fun movie. It was it was weird. It's only like an hour and a half. I haven't watched many. You say it was funny, like comedic foreign films. I don't. How did how did it does it translate? Like, is it supposed well, to be? Well, yeah, funny? like the yeah. I think the first half supposed to. There's stuff that's not funny in it, but I think the scene, like the whole like running into the exact like bizarro like camera crew, <laughs> like that part is hilarious. Like, if you realize you're like, wait a second, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. Or like him going through. I think there's a scene early on where he's. He goes to kill this old woman. He knocks. He's like, I'm doing a survey about, like, elderly people and, like, that live alone and whether or not they, you know, they have, like, friendships and different things and people come to visit you. She brings him in and he goes to, like, startle her. Like, I think he puts a gun on her and she has a heart attack. <laughs> and then he turns and she's, like, dying of the heart attack. He's like, yeah, I noticed she had some sort of, like, heart medication sitting here. He's like... I decided that was the best way to go. Like, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm good for now. But it, I don't know. It, there are funny parts that I think they translated okay. okay. Not everything landed. Like one part, they, they have a cab driver that drives them to a place that they kill. And when they get back to the car, he's like, fuck, I forgot about this guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's solid. Man Bites Dog? Man Bites said? Dog. I don't know why it's called that. It seems like I've heard of it. I've but... heard of it. I saw it on the list on the IMDb. How deep into the list was it? It's like third or fourth page, I think. Was it? Probably in the yeah, four-page range. Yeah. Interesting. So I remember seeing that. I was like, that's a weird title. You said it was Belgium? I thought it was French because the names looked French, which I know yeah. they're right next to each other. But it said like, like synopsis is basically like, a documentary crew goes out with a serial killer <laughs> and before they know it are like taking part in helping him commit crimes. Like it says on the thing, it says comedy, drama, horror. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's kind of almost, you could look at it. It doesn't have the sarcasm or the, of like an American psycho, I guess, or the, right. The, what do you call it? Not sarcasm. Um, satire. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's satirical or what the point. I don't know what the point really is. It's just silly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit. All right. That's solid. So what's yours, Tom? 
so my number nine is a movie I didn't rewatch, but I watched within the last year for a different podcast. It was our category podcast, and the category happened to be Clint Eastwood movies. Oh, shit, yeah. This is on mine. Unforgiven. It's my number four. IMDb of 8.2, a Metascore of 85. Rotten Tomatoes of 96% tomato meter, 93% audience. Had a $14.4 million budget. Domestically, $101,157,447. Worldwide, $159,157,447. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Written by David Webb Peoples. Had you seen this before? Yeah, I own it. I've seen it probably oh, have you? half a dozen times in my life. Uh, the only time I, I watched it, it, the only time I watched it was for the Clint Eastwood podcast that we did. Yeah, I probably watched it six, seven months ago. Probably might have been the first no, one I watched for ninety-two. Like, that. Was it? huh? It was sooner than that. Wasn't? Was like, I lived here still, so it's oh, got to be at least yeah. four or five months. Because I've been okay, up there. Then you're right, then. But yeah, I mean, this one. Three or four Oscars, don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have it pulled up, but I think I have. Uh, I think phone. I think he won two for it. One for director, and one for picture. I think I'm pretty sure it won picture. It definitely won picture. It won four. See, I've never seen this. It won best picture. Maybe I have. Hackman won for supporting. Oh, he won. So Hackman did. I know that. Eastwood won for directing and then film editing. I think Freeman was nominated. Or was Eastwood or was, was Eastwood nominated, nominated for acting. It was uh, nominated for screenplay, nominated for cinematography, nominated for art direction. So Freeman wasn't nominated. Nominated for sound. No, Freeman wasn't nominated. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Got uh, what's his face into Richard Harris or Richard Harris? Richard Harris is like he's the author. He's the writer. Mr. English or yeah, whatever. He's the Mr. The Eng- fuck. <laughs> uh, English Bob. The English Bob. That's right. Your English Bob. <laughs> and I mean. It's Eastwood is playing. I can't remember his character's name, but William Money. Yeah, M U N N Y though, not not Money. Like He's money. essentially a retired hitman, or yeah, kind of gunslinger, I guess, yeah. or whatever they call it in the West. He's gun for hire, and he gets recruited by some young buck to go. The kid's name. The Schofield kid is what he goes by. Yeah. But he's, but, like, full of shit, obviously. Yeah, he's never done this before in his life, it seemed like. And there's mon- good money involved. His wife had just died or... She had been dead Has recently. she been dead a while? He's got two kids, though, but the, he's like... I like how he just leaves the boy like, <laughs> yeah. take care of your sister in the farm. If the pigs get sick, go to the neighbor. Like, he's, like, Who's eight. 12 miles away, and the he's kid's like eight, eight years old. the girl's, old. like, four. <laughs> yeah. And... All right. <laughs> yeah, that that's fucking wild. It might have been like that back then, though. And where did this take place? Was it? Oh shit! I don't remember it's honestly. Fucking not west west, but like the Dakotas or something. It might be. It might. It could be Wyoming. It's or... like Upper Plains, maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's like Texas or anything. No, no. And it's not. It might even be like Kansas or something. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. I don't even know what year it's supposed to be. I can't remember. Was the yellow oh. brick road on this? They have wagons, of course, and shit, and horses. 
The yellow brick road, you stupid fuck. They had trains, though. <laughs> well, I guess trains have been around a long time, though. Yeah. I... Remember, that's where they meet English Bob. As, you meet English Bob as the viewers. He's on the train. That's right. He's and then he, writer. he comes into... Who who played the writer? There was Oh, that fucking guy. He's in... Um... God damn it. He might have been in. He plays a slime ball in something I watched. Damn it! Hold on, this movie's pretty damn solid though. Oh, it's fantastic. Saul Rubinek. He's in True Romance. Oh yeah, he's on Frasier. Yeah, he plays. Is it? It was Daphne's fiance. Fiance. Yeah. I kept forgetting if he was the fiance or the brother. Uh, and then she leaves with <laughs> with fucking Niles. Yeah. yeah. Saul and True Romance, which is I had last year on my list. He's so out of control in that movie. It's fucking awesome though. But uh, well, you have Hackman playing some maniac sheriff in some small town, and yeah, anybody brings a gun and he's just gonna beat the fuck. Well, you know out Clint you, Eastwood, um, the redhead Francis Fisher. The redhead that not the woman that gets cut by the guys, but the older, the original, the older prostitute. Yeah, the like. She's in Titanic. She's Kate Winslet's mom in Titanic. Yeah, Clint Eastwood married her for a while. Well, around this time, he married, he married a, a lot. lot. I know, I know. Yeah, but I geez. think, I think one of his kids is from her. I want to say. Okay. Frances Fisher, that's her name. I think. I think so. I think Frances Farmer, that or somebody sounds, else. Well, that sounds back. right. But it, yeah. Um, yeah, Frances Fisher. She plays Strawberry Alice. But no, that I mean that opening scene's pretty. Yeah. Fucking wild. They cut the prostitute up. Um, well, and then the rumors start like after. where the kids like cut her tits off and like all this <laughs> stuff and like, and I mean she was obviously. <coughs> she was scarred, mutilated, but, but she wasn't like killed or like, no, 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 def- no. I mean, I guess deformed as in a sense facially. But I mean, that was kind of how they, the young guy was able to get Eastwood involved, right? Like, do you he, think he was counting them, kind of? I think he oversold it, if yeah. I remember correctly. Because didn't he, didn't he have like a cousin? Didn't he say like you knew my cousin or my uncle or something? He kind of uses like a familial thing to like be like you used to. Was it that, or was it just his reputation? I feel like, like he I, said he knew somebody. Like my my cousin saw you, and he and Clint Eastwood like knew like oh yeah I remember might, him. Yeah, uh, you might be right. I think he has a reason kind of to like oh I should owe it to this kid because I knew his. It wasn't his dad, but it was something. Somewhat close. Right. So he convinces him to go on this. They're going to hunt down two or three. Three guys, I think. Was uh, it? It might be two. Yeah, I think it was just Well, once two you brothers. include, like, Hackman and, like, knowing and covering shit and being an asshole, there's, like, a bunch of guys that take take bullets in the end. Yeah, but... I'm, well, yeah, I mean, Eastwood goes fucking ham on everybody. <laughs> poor at poor the Freeman. End. Poor yeah. Freeman just, like, uh, got caught and tortured and put in a coffin <laughs> outside. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's what we do. Spoiler. I mean, this isn't your... I know you For him, wouldn't really like this movie. I've never seen this. So I, that's why I you don't like it. westerns, so, well, I mean, this is a western. And Eastwood's not, like, asshole in this. He's just kind of actually a good guy. Or at least he's, like, He's learned. trying to be a good guy. Because he even says, like, when the cut-up woman is, like, she's, he's like, oh, I could 
help you like get over your wife and like or yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he he says no and she kind of gets embarrassed because she's cut up like well i mean it's not or because, any of the yeah, girls it's not because he's of like that. it's not because of you and yeah. it actually is kind of a sweet moment where yeah it's like, it, it certainly is it's like it's i'm not i'd be happy to have you but i don't want that and yeah i but he's kind of an honorable man in a weird way though too yeah when from he everything they everything they say about him, like they t- when they talk about his past, he was a fucking monster. Apparently, oh, nice job. But yeah, the, like the end shootout. I mean, Hackman is a fucking animal in this fucking movie. Harris is pretty wild too. Harris like, is yeah. fucking Hackman just destroys him. Yeah. Weren't you fucking drunk when you did that? Like, it's all this shit. Which is funny, because Richard Harris was famously a drunk. Was he really? Oh, yeah. Him and Peter O'Toole were, like, really good friends. Oh, I do remember reading And really, like, it's sauce. almost like not wasted talent, but, like, he was one of the best actors. I mean, his al- the first album was Dumbledore, as weird as that seems. Yeah. The Harry Potter, they died. I mean, died early, because... Probably, yep. Drink. I mean, yeah, I think he had, there was also I mean, he's still... Drinking. I mean, how old was he when he died, though? He was still... He was still old, but yeah. not like... He wasn't like 80-something. He was probably in his early 70s, late 60s. He just looked older. They aged him to play Dumbledore, I think. Yeah. Well, but he was a sir, happened. so he was respected enough. Yeah. Whether that means something to us exactly, you know, knighthood, but... Still kind of cool when you hear, like, Sir Ben Kingsley. Like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. But... but I, th- I think... It's definitely not Eastwood's... Even though it's probably in a, some ways his most acclaimed modern movie, I don't think it's his best. I like other movies more. I Grand Trino was my favorite. I do like Grand Trino. Grand Trino, Trino a lot. was strong. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, guess the good, the bad, and the ugly has to be his best, most acclaimed. <coughs> even though he didn't win shit for it, it was kind of. Yeah, this this could have been a kind of Scorsese moment where this is a career yeah, award was, instead of. He's one where you said like Streep was fifty. He actually, I mean, how old is he? Ninety two. He's he's over ninety for sure. So he would have been already. He 60. had his last kid at seventy something. So like <laughs> yeah, he right. he was probably sixty two, sixty three when this got made. Yeah, and that's he won he his first two Oscars. Then he won again for Million Dollar Baby, but he won I think for directing we just, also. We just did yeah. this best podcast picture. like when you lived here, I guess. But yeah, uh, I knew I was. But yeah, we. Yeah, we just Richard Jewell last that year. Yeah, that's pretty crazy for Clint Eastwood. And the Mule was a couple years ago. He starred in that. Yeah, yeah, and directed. Is he it. in Richard Jewell? No, oh, he just directs. He just directs Jewel. it. Yeah, that's but a good movie. He stars and directs the Mule. Or is it just called Jewell? I'm sorry. Jewell. I think Richard it's called Jewel. Richard, Richard Jewell. Jewel. Is it called yeah. Richard yeah. Jewell? Okay. But should we move on? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. I like that. So wipes off my. We all have seven. We all. I think so. So that's kind of cool that we're going to me. So um, I'm just going to finish off my last page here. I didn't really watch this, but, you know, we went to the state, went to the city. We had a good time. Wayne's World. <laughs> that's, on my, that's my number three. <laughs> it's not on my list. IMDb I love is, this movie. <laughs> IMDb is 7.0. No meta. Didn't uh, have a meta score? No. Mm, really? I d- 57 on what I found. Oh, I didn't. F- they didn't have one on IMDb. Tomato 79, audience 84, 
worldwide 183 million budget 20 director is penelope spears 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 but um writer and actor mike myers dana carvey rob lowe tia carrera Uh, Bonnie and Terry Turner also wrote this, which were pretty big in the 90s. They were Third Rock from the Sun and shit. They made that show. And it has to be mentioned as based on an SNL skit. Based on an SNL, yes, skit. Also, you didn't mention um, acting, not your fault, but Brian Doyle Murray and Laura Flynn Boyle are also in it. And Ed O'Neill. I I forgot Laura Flynn Ed O'Neill's in it, too, briefly. I don't recognize that. He's a donut shop owner. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray is the guy that owns the, the arc- Noah's Arcade, the old guy. That's Bill Murray's brother. Okay, yeah, I don't. He's in Caddyshack. I, it's been a while since, since we. It's been our last podcast. Yeah, we did this saw. one. But that's when we I watched this again. I love this movie. It's it's, it's out of the SNL fl- movies. It's it's by far my I mean, favorite SNL movie. If you want, you can go since I haven't rewatched this in like five years if you want i don't we yeah can go ahead tag team and if you want i don't give a shit well, I you've can... seen it too so oh, yeah i mean i mean really it's wayne and in a wayne campbell and garth algar like have their own i mean you could it? you could say that that was a precursor to podcasts it was a fucking local fucking well that was lo- a thing back in the day you remember like a local access television where it's like you would go to pbs sometimes or one of those and it wouldn't be like Sesame Street. It'd just be like randomly, yeah, like just somebody some in their woman basement. cooking in her fucking kitchen, <laughs> yeah. being like, "Hi, I'm Diane from <laughs> Yep, Dear not down said Dearborn. That <laughs> maybe not that, but whatever. Just some. It's just they local pick up access ra- television. Yeah. essentially is what it is. And they're just like, oh, there's another one over there by you, Tom. Basically, like they have a show where they. In their basement, they do like you know, it's it's just a it's kind of a man cave, but it's just a bunch of you know, they like rock and like you know, I mean Wayne, look at the whole movie is wearing like acid wash jeans. And <laughs> yeah, like, like, and Tia Carrera, oh dude, she God. actually sang those parts. She actually sang all. She the is s- so hot. Back in the I day. looked Talk it up. She was only about... she was only twenty five in that movie. Was she really? And she sings like every part. And I'm like, you should have been the fucking lead of a band. You would have been <laughs> awesome, dude. Like because a couple w- of the songs are original songs, I'm pretty sure. Like Blitzkrieg, Bo- or not Blitzkrieg, Bob, uh, Ballroom Blitz is not. Yeah, definitely not. But a couple of the other songs, like, are legit. I think written for the movie. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm like, this is one of those bangers, other bro. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> this is one of those other movies that when we went out to Sun Valley and we're driving our conversion van, this was another movie. That we'd be watching my grandma and my sister. I used to watch this a lot as a kid. I watched this a lot. I watched it when it came out on VHS. That's one of my earliest memories. And the reason I remember is because I had chicken pox. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. I got it when I was like four or five. This came out when I was four. Yeah. And my brothers loved it because of SNL. My parents liked it because of SNL. But I didn't know. I just liked, you know, the whole, like, you're going to spew, spew in this. (laughs) And, like... And like Ed O'Neill, because like, you know it's almost like a documentary too in a way. Like they have a cameras bit, with yeah. them; they're talking to the cameras sometimes, so you never see the camera crew, to my right. knowledge. Yeah. But like, when they go to the donut shop early on, and Ed O'Neill's there, and he's like, "They never tell you when you kill a man what's in his eyes." Like, kind of like, <laughs> like, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, stick with us, stick with us. Like, they kind of 
carry back to that at some point. Just like stupid. It's, it's well, silly. I mean, it's almost it's it's more funny to me naturally than like a happy Madison film, like a Sandler film. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not. It doesn't force it too hard. I think it's just pretty funny. It is, and it has one of the most iconic fucking oh the head scenes the the, the Bohemian head. Rhapsody oh, yeah, fucking queen. that's in the first like seven minutes of yeah the film. I mean that's after they're I see a little like when it kicks in they're just like yeah. like Which, head rocking I've heard trivia about they had to do that for like hours oh my god and they were had to take forever and like their necks were just fucked from. Because the you know I know the spew spew in this they pick him up in the middle of the song <laughs> that's right and then he gets and he's like let me go <laughs> he's just yeah, about to throw up right. oh and then there's yeah. one of the other famous scenes from that is the um, Alice Cooper scene oh yeah we're not worthy we're not even just that just, my favorite worthy. is just like he's actually in Milwaukee was named after the Milwaukee oh, yeah, which means right. the good people like he just like goes and <laughs> wow thank you like. I mean, that's when it, we're not worthy. And I remember when and we... Rob Lowe looks exactly the same. When we did the pod, yeah, we does. we did both. He's done the potion off of the He's last had movie. To, I, I mean, that about. guy made a deal with the devil. We did the podcast. We'd done our own podcast on both of them, but... Did you guys do SNL when we film did at some point? No, just us. Like, oh, back in, way back in the day, we did Wayne's World. Well, when we drove it, that was Chicago after we trip. went to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago trip. Oh, because they live in um, Aurora. Aurora, yep. Yeah, we went to Aurora and actually got that <laughs> it's deep a pretty dish big city, pizza isn't it? That... What's Aurora's that? actually pretty big, though, isn't it? It's, oh, it's big. Yeah, I mean, it's Suburb. a half hour outside of Chicago, probably. Yeah. But, but when we watched that movie, uh, Rob Lowe says, Literally, that in me. that movie. Oh, I didn't catch it. Hundred percent, he does. Oh, I believe yeah. you. I didn't. Catch I don't it. know does. when, but I remember watch because we probably Damn just it. started I'm going through Parks and Rec now. at that point. But I probably had it on because like movies I've seen before. A lot of times I'll just be fucking yeah, on my laptop, yeah, fucking around, sure. just whatever. So I don't. But like foreign or something new, that's like pretty glued in. Yeah, but no, there's a. I don't That's know great. when it happened, but he literally. I just love there's I don't know just the little things are funny like, like the corporate sellout scene, the T one thousand scene where he's flying at the end of like driving his car to get to her at the music video <laughs> setting, yeah. and he gets pulled over and it's it's fucking really uh, what's his face that played T one thousand? What's that guy's name? Uh, Patrick. Patrick something. Something Patrick. Patrick. Ironically, he's in a uh, Peacemaker. Oh, Robert he, Patrick. Robert Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And he comes up and it's, of course, it's, nowadays might fly over some people's heads, but like the fact that it's the year after T2, where he's like, yep. have you seen this boy? And he's, oh! <laughs> Did so, this one have like the... It's so good. The, dur, dur, yeah, that's dur. at the very end. The Scooby-Doo ending. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Then there's like the guy that drives the bus that works for Rob Lowe, but he's actually not an asshole. He's like a, just a nice weird. He's in a lot of. He's movies. the one that's driving uh, Tia Carrera back to the house. And, yeah, he's like kind that. of a weird looking guy. He's in a lot of comedy stuff. I can't. I don't. I could not tell you his name, but there's the one stoner guy that's with him. He's like, I love you, man. He's like, I love you too, man. Like you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, I don't know. It's I. It's a great... I think of all like. That era comedies. Now Wayne's World Two is a different story, but like yeah, that, that doesn't. But Wayne's that's World, why I did not the first, that my that's I will still think that's funny when I'm eighty. 
Like there's, it's gonna hold up. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I I very much enjoyed the movie. Didn't make my list. I thought but. it might be. I was worried it was gonna be like yours, like page the worst. I was like, shit, it's my <laughs> <Yeah>. number three. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we should move on. I don't think it ages bad. But um, no, it holds up pretty well. I still have seven, so I now only have six though. No, you should have six. No, I have two, seven. Right? I miscounted it before. You sure? I just recounted like oh, one, I guess I don't know two, your list. three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven. I only have six. All right. So you, so one of you go. Let's go. Then... You go to. Let's go to you. Because I just. No, I just talked. But I just talked about that mostly. You just go, and then skip. I'll me go in. to let's... my movie that we just rented. Okay, that's Whatever. not on my list. Yeah, you don't really do an order. Ooh. Um, Captain Ron. <laughs> You guys kept talking about, dude. I'm get, I'm written Captain Ron. Okay, I'm like, so, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> so let me talk about this real quick. Cause this hard-headed asshole across from me right now. Um, Go Jeff Bridges. Fuck. No, no that's this, Kurt hold Russell. up for the, hold, hold up for this. You understand the mistake on yeah. that, right? They're basically like the okay. same guy. <laughs> so I was like, it's the more expensive movie on I'm around Voodoo. How blah, much blah, did you blah. pay? No, just listen. So then we have we have Netflix story. DVD too, but we forgot that we had Netflix DVD. So I forgot you did. Um. So the other night he's like, "Oh shit, let's get that." Blah blah. He's like, well, "Let's return this, and we'll get the other one coming in the mail." Like, "Oh, that's a good idea." Well, we didn't think about it was Martin Luther King Day. The mail. So by the time they picked it up, got the movie and sent it out, it didn't come till six thirty tonight. It's proud. It's sitting in the the DVD of Captain Ron is sitting in our mailbox right now. So you so didn't watch it? So no, I rewatched it at four thirty today. That was the movie we watched today. I checked the mailbox and I was like, "Fuck it, for four dollars, let's just run it and be done with it." You were all about watching the. Both of you. I don't know. I think it might so, be you, but this we're movie, getting to Captain Ron. I'm like, I've never even heard of this movie. So this movie um, is IMDb of 5.8. Ooh. Meta, 39. Here we go. Tomato, 23%. <laughs> Audience, 52%. Worldwide, 22.5 million. Budget, 24. Director, John Dyer. Um, writer John Dyer, so yeah, same people. Kurt Russell, Martin Shore, um, other people. Are, nobody really need to know. Um, but it's basically about Martin Shore's uncle left him a boat, and that was owned by Clark Gable. Yeah. Oh, okay. It came from the Clark Gable estate. Yeah. So he's like, my, who my uncle who disappeared in '63 or whatever. Blah blah, like he went off and sailed away, and like oh, his, his wife's like, is she coming to visit? No, he's dead, but he left us the boat, and he's thinking like, oh, this boat's like they're in debt. It sounds like they have like a second mortgage mortgage on their house, two kids, uh, credit cards, all this stuff. So they're like, oh, we could sell for a quarter million, and be out of debt. Yeah. So they go down, and um, he talks his wife and kids to go to uh, um, to the boat, and they're going to sail it to Miami to this guy, and they're going to sell it to him, this yacht company. And um, they get down there and see the boat, and it's fucked. 
And so basically, like, he calls the mortgage place and he's like, or the yacht place that's going to buy it. He's like, so if it's in less pristine shape. I was like, it's straight up a yacht then? It's a sailboat. It's, it's a oh, okay. 60 foot sailboat, yeah. essentially. You're big still. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Well, I heard yacht. I was like thinking yacht. But know, that's like... what they call it. It's like a yacht. Yeah, it's not a Jeff Bezos Wealthy yacht. money. But, um,. So he's like, if it's not in great shape, like what can we get for it? And they basically like call local, have them take it to us, and um, they take the file and put it in the trash can. And basically, like, oh, this is not what we expected. Like, we're not gonna give them shit for it. Mm-hmm. And so um, they get there, or Captain Ron, which is Kurt Russell's character, like shows up and he's got a patch on his eye. He's dumb as fuck. Like he didn't put his the car that he was borrowing or stole in gear, so it just rolled into the ocean. And um, he's like, all right, we got to put oil in here and then just run it, and um, it's just blowing smoke everywhere. But their kids, one is 16 years old who just got engaged. like She's like one of those rebellion teenagers. And then the other is this young boy, probably like, 10 years old who doesn't like you know just learning in life yeah so during this whole adventure with captain ron like he taught the young boy um gambling on monopoly like oh it's 10 cents every hundred dollars blah 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 blah. so um and then he's like holding on to his beer and he's like well yeah you can't take a sip of the beer you just gotta grab your own beer so this like ten year old grabs his own beer, starts drinking it while they're playing gambling on Monopoly while their parents are banging or trying to bang. It's a PG thirteen movie, by the way. Full nips, everything. Hmm. That's the one thing we're gonna get into like ninety two, like anything under. All these PG thirteen movies are not gonna be. You know, what you just remind me of not to get off topic, but that man bites dog was NC seventeen. Hmm. Ninety two. All for violence? There, uh, I don't want to say it. There is a scene where they get drunk and there might be like a rape Assault. of some kind. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah. With a man present. With the woman's husband present. That's why I said it got really dark. I didn't want to get into it. Sorry. <laughs> but, but that's reminding me. I was like, that was NC-17. Holy shit. But no, like Captain Ron, this movie is like, he's like, boss? Boss? Like, you know, like. And he's hitting on his wife for sure, and I don't know who else is in this movie besides Kurt Martin Russell? Short. Martin Short. That's up. Those are the two leads. The that's wife. A, that's is, a person I forget it completely exists. Yeah. I liked him back in the day, but the wife I recognize, but I can't. Place I didn't her. put her name because I, I couldn't figure it out. But this movie was is a funny movie, and <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of things that happen that you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, just his daughter's a slut. And. She's. I'm just oh, sorry. Mary Kay Place. I recognize her. The yeah. wife of Martin Short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recognize her. Oh, one thing I want to say all the main characters had used their real name. So, Martin Short, his name is Martin. Oh, is that Every cool? single and one then, of them did? So really? Then yeah. his wife's name was Kim. But. Not Kim. Um, um, 
the character's name is Catherine. Catherine. But her real name was Kim. So people that go by Kim are usually Catherine. You mean Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah, no, no, her name is Mary no. Mary Kay Place. Yeah, but okay. even the K- kids, K- they could be Catherine. The kids did the same thing too. Yeah, Benjamin Salisbury's Benjamin Harvey. Yeah, so I noticed I that when I went through that because I my that. ex, her name was Mary, she went by Catherine. Did you it notice? Um, I think this is him about the picture. The guy that plays Bulldog, isn't it? Guy that plays who? Bulldog on Frasier. Isn't that him right there, Dan Butler? That's him, right? Yeah, I think so. What? I don't... He's played somebody named Bill Zachary. Yeah, he was Bulldog. Oh, he was the lawyer. Yeah. That got him out of Cuba. Or not out of Cuba. Yeah, that's Bulldog. Got him out of the... Out of... um... When they were in jail. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I love how they did that scene, too. Is, um... Like they, you see them like standing. It looks like they're in the streets, and they start zooming out. And it's like you see bars. <laughs> yeah, you got arrested. I just see this picture, and it looks like Kurt Russell's having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of he looks a, good. He's a not gonna lie. He's a shuckster. Like he has a patch. And he does actually have a glass eye, but okay. he always moves his fucking eye patch around. Oh, and the one scene where... They're like running gags. Kind of. Yeah, a little there bit. There was They're... one scene that cracked me up. It's like the beginning of the movie. Like He's like, all right, you got this? Okay, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> and he goes down there, passes out, and then the kids come up like, I think Captain Rod's dead. And uh, it's Patch moved to the other side, so his eyes wide open, the glass eye. Oh, okay. And he's just sitting there like this. Like, and, and one eye open, and they're poking him, and, and they're like, don't do that, don't do that. And the wife started, like, checking vitals and doing all that, and all of a sudden, they're like, he's like, oh, oh, what? He's like, and he moves his eye patch over. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, I use that to fucking keep the light out. <laughs> I guess actually that would probably be a good thing to do. It's, I mean, this is def. I like this movie. It's definitely nostalgic. It, it, yeah, it's silly. But um, I don't know. I, it's if I'm trying to think of what I could compare it to, where there's some bumbling fool that comes into a family's life and. I mean, what I thought of Uncle actually Buck? weirdly is because <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's I know got it's a little not bit quite the same, but I was thinking of next year. There's a movie we have. What about Bob? Oh yeah, that's Martin Short. That's a little oh, different, but, but that's like not Martin Short. That's no, Red Dreyfus would be Red Dreyfus would be, okay. be Martin yeah, Short. Okay, yeah, but there's obviously there's like, a little he's bit just of that like, to it for sure. A guy that's kind of needs help. Everyone likes him. But yeah, I mean, they they end up in Cuba. They come across pirates and. Gorillas. That that was a Did good they make bit. any that Cuban? Was good, <laughs> Did they make any Cuban bit. political? Like there's because, a Castro reference. And no, stuff? no, no. Just no, so, the, they mentioned that it's a communist country yeah, so, and we don't have passports or money and shit. Captain That's all Captain Ron took him to the wrong island, <laughs> and they're on the island, and he's like, yes, just, he's like, stay on the path. There are gorillas in the fucking yeah. forest. Oh, and, nice. And it's like, he's like, it's not gorillas, he's like, there's gorilla. no, yeah, yeah, he's, they got this whole battle and then he got him out of it. He's like, what do I have to do? He's like, well, I got these guns for free. We're just going to take them to the next island that they need to go to. 
And he's like, I don't want any guns on this. And he's like, well, there's pirates. Caribbean. Caribbean. Pirates in the Caribbean. Yeah. Is how they say it. Like, have you been to Disney World recently? <laughs> and it's funny how that became yeah. a whole franchise in and of think itself. Of, um, the Archer episode with the the pirates with the idioms. <laughs> There's a little That's bit of That's an idiom, sure. you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yep. They don't for understand sure. those. But now he's like, there's gorillas in the woods. And he's like, gorillas are indigenous to Africa, you idiot. <laughs> That's pretty good. You said gorilla, not gorilla. Yeah. That's nice. But um, I think it's a break because I know that we could do that. I know you and I have at least two, maybe three. I know him and I are going to have at least one for sure. So I have six more left. So th- we're probably about an hour and a half. So we're not doing bad. I don't think actually. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to control this. So. All right. Are well, you? We will be back. Peace. All right. So. Uh, we're back. My my next movie, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, uh, is a fucking schlock fucking movie. But it's pretty good. Uh, Basic Instinct. That's, yep, that's my number that's seven. That's mine. Yep. That's my number seven as well. IMDb is seven. Metascore of 41. Rotten Tomatoes of 55% tomato meter, 63% audience. Had a $49 million budget. Domestically, $117,727,224. Worldwide, $352,927,224. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Written by Joe S. Daris, I think. Yeah, I guess I can say it. But, I yeah. mean, this was essentially the height of O'Hervin's powers. He just came off of Total Recall, yeah. RoboCop, and then... It's a good movie. I, it, it's twisty. It's yeah. fucking... It has a lot of... It's risque for 30 It years is ago. certainly all of that. The whole crossing of the legs. I mean, that's wasn't that actually like she did not know. Yeah, that that was like actually going to be shown. I love a Wayne Knights in that scene. (laughs) Yeah, of all people. Yeah, apparently that. From what I read in the trivia, that's what got him the role in Jurassic Park. Was him being in that movie? He's in JFK too, which is ninety one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Sharon Stone at the height of her abilities. Casino a couple years later. That's true. She got nominated, she got for, nominated Casino. for Casino. I was trying to remember if it was this movie. I, I was like, like, it's not it, this movie. Yeah, Casino this was, movie got nominated for a few things. I think it was like some visual, not visual, but maybe sound or score. I think the score got nominated. The score is pretty good. The score is actually pretty good. It's kind of intense. But, I mean, I... Yeah, got there Michael. is kind of a assault. It's got Michael Douglas, her, Jeannie Triplehorn, George DeZunda. He's like the southern sounding guy that's like the detective. The cowboy? Yeah, the cowboy detective. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. This movie is one of those movies that it's a kind of a mind fuck kind of thing, to be honest. Like, yeah, you kind of watch it. And you don't know wh- whose side to take. You don't know what's going on. Like, do you actually think that she's, you know, there is a good amount of misdirection in the movie yeah. where they yeah, paint they- the picture originally to be like, she's a fucking psychopath killer. Then they, you think they, it's the girl that's her friend. Yeah. Like it's in a car accident. And you can even call it. I mean, she just was out of control and fucking <laughs> ran Michael Douglas over a few times, but yeah. Jeannie Triplehorn's character where you're like, but Oh, you, they went to college together. Yeah. Or? Then you find out it's like the therapist of the cops. But at the very but end, even, scene, even left open ended, uh, like the ice pick is the ice under, pick the, under bed. the bed. I think it was her. That's true, too. I, I, I never saw the sequel. I don't know if they do a good job in the opening scene to not show the woman's face. Yes. So you like, don't know. Could it be her? Could it be her friend? She had yep. nice boobs. Triple horn doing some blonde action then. Who knows? Yeah. I guess like, well, what, they murder like a mur- was, was a music producer or something or music. It was a an retired ex- musician. Yeah. Who was deep in the coke. And Michael Douglas had problems with cocaine and alcohol and yeah he's being yeah he and everybody by triple horn which that has to be a fucking that can't be be okay (laughs) like he's sleeping with his therapist yeah as a cop his case yeah let's get the guy too the guy that dies that's uh that he gets into it with like his superior or another detective. That guy's remember he plays the IA guy. He that, plays Kruger on a, on Seinfeld. That's right. Yeah. It's like George's boss for like a season. I, yep. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so good. But yeah, this film was. She's she looks real nice in this movie. Yeah, yeah. and for her to so show her friend, what too. she showed like geez like yeah, but she didn't do anything. Her lesbian friends? Yeah, I'm not. That, I don't know the actress. Is that what you mean? Like, you're, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, her Triple Horn else. went on to do some. Triple Horn some stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a flawed movie, though. I mean, it's not perfect. But no, no. I'm sure some people. And this could, was. All... I think I saw Siskel and Eber talk about. I think somebody compared a movie from this year. I it wasn't on my list, but it was like, you know, they went into this whatever movie they're talking about. They're like. They did this very classy, and they kind of were like unlike Basic Instinct. It was kind of like they like <laughs> yeah. were shitting on like, oh, it was too dirty for our. I I think Chicago a, minds. There was a lot of people that just didn't like Verhoeven. Also, maybe. Did he do much after? I don't know a lot about him outside of those three you mentioned. He did Showgirls, which bombed, but yeah. kind of became a cult following. Did he did that. Starship Troopers as well. Oh, okay. Which I got. So I like him. <laughs> I, I, I like Even though Starship was on my list, but I like that movie. Uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot. Like 97? I forget. 98? Somewhere in there. 7, 8. Well, you, went, you saw in theaters. What year was Starship Troopers? You saw in theaters? Because you got in trouble yeah. for it. <laughs> it was like 98, 99, wasn't it? It was 7 or 8, I, I think. I thought it was 7 for some reason. Okay, yeah. So Could be 8, that. though. 9 seems late. Because, yeah, I was born in 85, so it was 10. I was, like, 14. 15. What's weird is I remember my friend earlier. Joe. You remember Joe from oh, I college? Just, wait, it could have been earlier. I could have been 12 years old, which would have put me at 97. 
Do you remember our friend Joe that lived with me and Justin one day yeah. and Kyle? Yeah. He loved Starship Troopers. We watched it a couple times at the apartment. It's weird to think back, like, when we watched it then, it was only, like, 10 years old. <laughs> like, think about a 10-year-old movie now. Like, 10-year-old movie is, like, Inception. Yeah. Right? Inception's, like, 11 years. Inception's 11. older now than that movie was when we watched Like, it seems weird. It's odd to think of shit like that, for yeah, sure. Wait, that movie's only nine years old when I watched it? <laughs> but... Yeah, I like Basic Instinct. It was uh It's a cop thriller. It's a nice thriller. Michael Douglas was Yeah. I mean, he had a great thriller well, run. And that's the, the thing, game and shit like that. That's like, the thing is I've always when I was He was a great A list actor. I I always enjoyed the Michael Douglas films. Like he's Wall a great Street. Yeah. He's great actor. He's gonna be on a, quite a few at least on my list in the next ten years probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably more like six years because he kinda his run was really like eighty five to ninety three five-ish yeah but i mean you the movie's kind of problematic to do today because he does essentially rape yeah he's not a uh, triple horn after the fucking yeah but i don't know and i like the ambiguity of it like you're led to believe that it was triple horn the psychiatrist, but then again, like you said, the ice pick under the bed. And I almost feel like for part of it too. You, I don't, I didn't fall for that, but like the first, I remember I was a kid and saw it, or the kid. I don't remember. I was probably fifteen when I saw it. I guess. Right. But like, you almost kind of wonder if Michael Douglas is just like losing his shit or something. They kind of they, because he's got problems too. Or it's like, was he just imagining half this shit? Like I don't really know. Like, yeah. Like the car thing with the lesbian friend, like. For, until you see them like actually pull her body, like did that fucking happen, or, or was he just like imagining the like, shit? Yeah. But yeah, I did rewatch this, so I was yeah, we watched weeks, this maybe a week well. and a half ago. I watched it. Yeah, I last week I think. It's last week, yeah. But, but no, good, I but... enjoy this movie a lot. Like, I mean, it's kind of unnecessary how they showed her vagina. I guess I. Had, I mean, I, I mean, enjoyed, it's pretty, I it's pretty quick, so it's not like I mean. Yeah, but yeah. in my head, I'm I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, you know. That? I mean, that was a huge fucking. But it's thing one of the most famous the things yeah. in the last like thirty years. Where you're just like, oh yeah. But no, great movie. Where were you when that? Happened? I was <laughs> <Yeah>. four. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, good stuff. Well, I, I got five left now. You I got. Know. I'm going next. So I'm excited. Five yeah, too. Go I think Tom is six though, right? I'm six. Let Tom go then. I I introduced well, that one. I, so. Well, no, I think go we're gonna have you like go three again. or four. Like probably. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do the movie. I know nobody has. All right. Because it was my Mel Gibson with. I don't have a Mel Gibson movie, so I don't have a Mel. Lethal Weapon. Is it like Lethal Weapon Two or something? What year is that? It's Forever Young. Oh yeah, I remember that. IMDb is six point three. I couldn't find a meta. Tomato fifty seven. Audience fifty three. I don't even know this movie. Worldwide hundred twenty seven. Basically one hundred twenty eight million. Budget twenty million. Director was Steve Miner. Writer was J J Abrams. Huh. Young. Mel Gibson. Jamie Lee Curtis, Elijah Wood. This was your Jamie Lee Curtis movie. For oh, that it was podcast, a Jamie right? Lee Curtis one. Yeah, you're well, that's right. Why it was. 
That's what it was. Now we're on it because I couldn't get the other one. God, Elijah Wood must have been like twelve. He was a child. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically about two kids going to play in a, a military area, and it's one of the places that they were tearing down. And Mel Gibson's character froze himself from nineteen thirty something. He was a soldier. He was a soldier. Oh. Whoa, Steve Rogers over here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so he froze himself, and the kids like hit a button, and he came back to alive. And the kid, he stole the kid's jacket, and had the dress on it. So that's he showed up at the house. Oh. And he's like, "What year is it? This and that." You know, I actually feel like I might have seen part of this as a kid. That sounds. Really it's a familiar. great movie, and. So he ended up living in the treehouse, and then the mom found out. He ended up living in the house with his mom, and he ended up taking care of a dickhead Ooh. boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's wrong. We're good though. <laughs> but no, it's a great it's movie. <laughs> um, I was just like, how much should we drink already? But we're good. Um, it's one of those movies like. The family grows with them because of mom's divorce and Is it like a family movie? It's kind of a family movie. But it's a um, comedy? Like no, it's not a comedy. It's a drama. It's, it's a drama okay. com maybe little There's comedic but elements. Like, he's to up it, in the he's, he's up in the tree fort. It's this drama but, romance sci fi. Yeah, so he's up in the tree fort and he's slim on the sci fi. He doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to know like that he's up there, but then he sees his mom getting beaten by her boyfriend at the time and he just can't put up with it. So he just gets out of the tree fort, walks in the house and beats the fuck out of the guy. <laughs> yeah. And so then Jamie Lee Curtis like takes care of him. And he's like, oh, I was just walking by. And then they, she finally realized what really happened. And, yeah, it's a good thing. Like, I don't know. This movie was one of those good movies. Like That was the first time I watched it was for that podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, it says here on the movie poster, 50 years ago he volunteered for a dangerous experiment, all in the name of love. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I don't have much to say about this movie because... Gibson was a nice looking man back then. Look at that picture. Oh yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I did. Eyes. I did Mel Gibson last year too. Like he has some. Strong I've had films. a couple of. I've, well, I had Braveheart '95. I had yeah, uh, man, man Without a Face last year. Man Without a Face. Did you have Braveheart? Last year. No, I didn't have Braveheart. It's not your type of movie. Not my type of movie. But um, fucking great movie. Man. This these were the years Mel Gibson actually did well, and. Like what really? Made well, I mean, this was before it well, turned out he was anti-Semitic. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was about ten years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie. Twelve years. Um, he basically. Um, how do I say it? What's well, post Lethal Weapon? Well, first one and two, oh, and pre Braveheart. Lethal Weapon three was this year. Oh, hold on, guys! I'm oh, trying no. to say something now. You guys fucked up my brain. Sorry. Fucked up my brain. You feel like you were saying he was, like, he was in was... his prime, kind of. I had it, but I lost it. We're good. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I got. I did like it. 
I like you, I said, you only guys saw watch this for well, it or no? what I was trying to say is um we didn't rewatch it. Basically like um they were getting close to him and the mom did not believe that he was frozen until he had his heart attack and then they realized who he really was and he actually Wait, he had a heart attack in the movie? Like he was on top of the roof trying to fix the hole in the thing and he fell oh, off the roof. That's right. And yeah. then he ended up stealing a plane that he actually flew. And yeah. I mean this is Steve Rogers, dude. This is bullshit. How did it end? Did he end up going back or I don't I don't remember he how the movie dying. ends. Did he die? Yeah, he died. Jesus. Pretty sure. I can't remember. Spoiler, but I'm ninety eight percent sure he died. Fuck me. Just ruined the movie for me. Great movie though. I think we own it. I we do. I think you're right. I think we did buy that one. Yeah. I need to start buying movies. A couple. Or I'll just, well, I guess I'd have to give you money for it, but I don't have a count on there. PayPal, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go. I've got f- one, two, three. I, got, I have five. But I know. I don't think. I don't think anyone's gonna four, have this. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, my number eight is White Men Can't Jump. Nope. Seen it. Not on my list. Tomato Meter 77, Audience 68, IMDb a 6.8, Metascore 65. Directed and written by Ron Shelton. Did a lot of sports movies. I think he did Bur- I think he did like Bull Durham and stuff, if I recall. Okay. That would make sense. He, was, he did a lot of sports stuff. Budget thirty one million, US seventy six point two, worldwide ninety point seven. It was pretty successful. I knew I just remember as a kid like hearing the title "White Men Can't Jump." Like I never saw it till I was probably about twelve or thirteen, fifteen, yeah. somewhere in there. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, Rosie Perez. Uh, actually, I just mentioned another guy, Marcus Johnson, in it because he's. Have you seen it? I've no? seen it. Do you remember? Do you remember the guy that they years. rip off at the one game, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to my car, get my other gun." shoot everybody's ass and everyone runs off yeah his name is marcus johnson he was an nba player in the 80s for the bucks was he really <laughs> yeah i thought that was cool but it's basically a movie about venice beach uh california um the basketball courts and like woody harrelson is this guy he's dating woody rosie perez um she's kind of like ghetto She's a little gay, but she's like intellectual. Like she wants to be really smart, and she studies to be on Jeopardy. She oh, she wants to be a Jeopardy right. contestant more than anything. And Woody Harrelson's like, he's kind of a kind of hustler, a, kind of a hustler. But he's kind of a loser too. But like, yeah, he's good at basketball. And they actually trained him and Snipes trained with Bob McAdoo or Bob Lanier. Sorry, Bob Lanier. Who the Pistons? Yeah, he'd been out of the league of like ten years at yeah. that point. Okay. And basically, he told whoever press or whatever that. Both of them at that time could have played like D three basketball. Like that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Harrelson was better than Snipes, supposedly. Or allegedly or whatever. Uh but Harrelson was actually pretty solid. And in fact like Harrelson played in some community college in like Louisiana when he was whatever, late seventies. But basically he hustles Snipes' character in the very beginning of the movie at some game at the courts. Snipes finds out who he is and shows up at his house or his apartment where they're staying. It's kind of like a bungalow. It's kind of a yeah. whatever, tiny, tiny place. And he's like, let's work together. Like, and so they start hustling people. And then at one point, Snipes just 
bombs a game because he's actually ripping him off. Harrelson realizes, or actually, Rosie Perez is like, are you sure he didn't just, like, rip you off? That seems kind of <laughs> like... And then he, they confront him, and that's what happened. And they they kind of have a... They're, like, friends, but they're not. It's kind of weird. They have a rivalry. In the end, they end up being friends. But yeah. basically, Rosie Perez's character, like... She tells him at one point, gives him an ultimatum, like, you're done gambling or else... Like my money, because she 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 actually goes on Jeopardy and wins and gives him a little bit of money, and he loses it. On he oh yeah that's the thing is, that's Snipes tells Snipes him white like, men can't jump like you can't dunk this ball and he he gets three tries and can't dunk it, and then eventually loses her and they do one last hustle at the end of the movie to beat these like legends at the court and they beat them. And he it's, actually dunks, right? Yeah, he dunks yeah. it. He gets an alley oop in the game, and it's kind of like it's a fun movie. It's funny that the the fucking clothing and hairstyles are incredible. Like so nice. So no, it's so great though, dude. It's like because like the early '90s was still kind of like the '80s. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like the dressing, like how people dress and shit. Like my brother, dude. I'm not even joking. My brother has a shirt. <laughs> There's a picture of my brother at the first day of high school in Kingsley. Because we moved that year in 91. I was three, but my brother was starting his freshman year. Mm. Dude, he's wearing a public enemy shirt. <laughs> like, it's incredible. Like, like acid wash <laughs> jeans. But in the, in, the, in the movie, like, they're all wearing, like, so many neon tank tops. And, like, some guys have Laker jerseys, but they're, like, magic and shit like that. And, like, yeah. woody shorts are just, like, stuff you would not play <laughs> basketball in. Yeah. High tops. I don't know. It's just cool. It kind of looks cool. Like it you really look at the, come back a you bit. look at the brands. Like is it Reeboks? And... No, some of it's Reebok, but there's one hat Snipes has in the movie that's really cool looking. It's a cycling hat. I looked it oh. up, and some everyone on like Reddit and uh, Quora or whatever that's called are like, "Why was Wellesley Snipes wearing a cycling hat in this movie?" <laughs> it's just like because it looked cool. It looks cool, but you could actually I looked it up to see if like not that it would look terrible on me, but like. Could you buy it? It's really hard to find. Yeah, I believe yeah, exactly. But the replica. But yeah, it's a cool movie. It's it's funny. There's there is a little bit of like, I guess a little social commentary on like, how different are we? Are we like? They don't. They don't. I don't think he Chelton dives into that too much. It's not like a racial movie, right? But there are yeah. racial differences. So there's like some of like, how different are we? Are we? really that different and she's hispanic too rosie perez she looks great i don't usually like her but she looks great in this movie yeah she did not age the best but back, she's got that voice down, so it's just odd that, yeah yes yeah. like if you ever you take find those voice yeah if you ever take those voices it's like man what if i'm fucking her and like okay yeah <laughs> don't gotta go there like, yo, yo. well like, she's like in what pineapple ex- she's in pineapple yeah, express as a cop you know she actually she goes on Levitard sometimes for boxing analysis because she actually really knows a lot about boxing. Like it's not a joke. It started as a joke, but she actually she knows a lot about boxing. So they'll have her on sometimes, like a couple times a year, and it's funny just to hear her talk because her voice is unique, yeah, very unique for sure. Yeah, you might have to edit that one part out. Uh, yeah, probably. no, probably not. I think but, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, that's my number. I I figured. Right. Let's go to. Let's Maybe Tom would have it low on his list, but I, I, I haven't seen it in yeah. 20 years, probably. I haven't seen it in 20 years as well. 
always liked it. I liked it. But, did you uh, rewatch it for yeah, this? Yeah, I did. did it had been a few okay. years. Yeah, you told me you did when we were FaceTiming that one. Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um. All right, so let's go to you because I have a feeling the next four movies only four. we could be I very have similar. Six. You have six? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck uh, my number six is A League of Their Own. Oh, I, I didn't have that. that. I'm. That's Holy one of the. One, no, that's one of the ones I was like, oh, he's gonna be mad. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> I aim to be a seven point three. There's no judgment on the pod, damn it. <laughs> Meta score of sixty-seven. Rotten Tomatoes of eighty percent tomato meter, eighty-four percent audience. The budget of forty million dollars domestically. $107,533,928. Worldwide, $132,440,069. Directed by Penny Marshall. That's right, I thought so. Written by Kim Wilson, Kelly Candale, and Lowell Gans. We, I mean, we've already... This is a really good movie. ...had several, like, iconic fucking scenes... That we've talked about in previous movies of this year. The fucking crossing the legs and in basic instinct. Yep. The fucking head banging in Wayne's World. Wayne's World. There's no crying, crying in, in baseball. baseball. I mean, that's that's a top fucking 20 line of cinema for me, I think. This is like pre-Hank's Oscar winner, too. It's just kind of still when he's kind of silly in a way. Yeah, he's still kind of... I mean, he's not as silly as this, I, mean, I guess, but... He's a drunk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's just a female baseball That was such a... That was a big thing in, like, the 40s World and 50s, too. Like, it's when the war was yeah. on. Like, I mean... The Grand Rapids Chicks, that was a real thing. They were one of the... They were... They were in a major league of their thing, like... Right, there were several leagues that broke. I mean, Grand there was Rapids, only like, like Ken 18. Burns baseball names. He says the Grand Rapids Chicks. That's like one of the things he does. He really? Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure. I think it was the Chicks. You can look it up, but I, I believe Grand Rapids had a team that was actually like a major wartime female baseball team. <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah, good, it's got a lot of people into. I mean, fucking Gina, Gina Davis, Davis and... Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Dern, Laura Dern is yep. kind of in it tertiarily. But yeah, I, I fucking... This was... I used this on a podcast with Sandy also. I, it might have been... Um, It was the... Female directors, maybe? Yeah, I think it was female directors. Yeah. Because this was or, a good movie. It might have been Tom Hanks movies. I don't remember. Yeah, it says here, uh, not to interrupt, but... The Grand Rapids Chicks were a women's professional baseball team in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They played in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League from 1945 to 1954, winning championships in 1947 and 1953. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It even shows one of their, uh, like, manager players. <coughs> and from what I understand, every all. Like the Georgia Peaches, they were all like, this is actually based on yeah. teams and people. Yeah, the that, Georgia Peaches were a big team. I think even Tom Hanks's character is based on an actual person. I think so. I'm not 100%, but yeah. But 
But I don't know about, I'm not entirely sure about the players. Yeah, I, this is a thing. I didn't get a chance to rewatch this because I think I could only, I didn't I could only it either, rent it. But yeah, it wasn't streaming anywhere. So, and I did rent a couple movies in this stretch, but had high and I love baseball. Like I, I would have snuck in over a couple of things for sure. But I mean, that's one. I just things. didn't know if I'd be able to talk enough about it because it's literally been probably 15 years since I've seen this. I mean, I it's been. I mean, that was one of the first ones we did with Sandy. Was yeah. I think Tom Hanks. Is How long have you done with her? A few years? Three, four? Uh, basically, start of the pandemic, I think, is when. Oh, so not that long. I mean, is yeah. In Two years, scheme. maybe. But. What was that one for? I think that was. It was Sports? either a female director or a Tom Hanks movie. And we couldn't do. Saving Private Ryan was already knocked out. Okay. I, I feel like you did tell me at one point about it. Maybe it was female director. I think it was female director. It was, it was female director. Because the other choices would have sure. been like, I think American Psycho was in, in, in a conversation because that is... A, or it might have been sports movie, actually. Did you guys do sports movies? Best sports movie. No, it was female director. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. But, yeah, I... The fucking dumbass kid that comes along, fucking Marla, whatever the fuck, who can just rake balls oh, yeah, and yeah. doesn't have any social skills. Like the trading of the sister because the catcher, Gina Gershon, or. Oh, was it Gina? I love Gina Gershon. I get those two fucking. It wasn't Gina Gershon, it was Gina. The other Gina. Davis? I think Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Yeah. I was like, Gina Gershon. Gina Ooh. Gershon. Yeah. The, <laughs> I was like, Gina what, what are you talking Gina. about? Like, what Gina? They're two different. I mean, Gina Davis was Damn, fine Gina. looking too. But. She's got Dumb and Louise next yeah, year, which I've just... never seen. No? I'll be interested to watch that movie. She's got the fly sure. in 86. <laughs> yeah, I, that I did I see. love that movie. It's <laughs> fucked up, but remake, I know. But. but yeah, I mean, League of Their Own, it's classic. Can watch that anytime, yeah, and that's when Madonna actually looked fucking good. She looked yeah. really good in that movie. Yeah, she still looked real good till late nineties, even. Gina Ger- Gina Gershon, though, that you mentioned her, not on a movie on my list, but a movie I did watch for this year that I'll mention later. It's just in the cut, but right, looking good as always. Yep. Creep factor right there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I've got still four. I think. Yeah, I didn't have that. I have five, but oh, I have four still. So why not you? Well, just you oh, go ahead and introduce gonna... one that's gonna take out everybody's. You gotta have one. Oh, I do. There's one you're gonna be mad. That's not on mine. I know it. Aladdin. Aladdin's not on my list. Are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> you're such an asshole. That's my number two. Yeah. I do I, like Aladdin a lot. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to make it interesting. Like I, that's why I added a couple I, later yeah. on that were. Um. So IMDb of eight. It's a good movie. Ninety two is a good year. Meta eighty six. Tomato ninety two percent. You don't have to yell it at me. I know yeah. it's a great movie. I can still talk about it. Audience ninety two percent. Worldwide one hundred and four million. Budget twenty eight. 
director. Uh, Five hundred and four. Yeah, million. Million. Shit. I know, but I just round down to a hundred and four. I said five oh four. I thought you oh, said one oh four. I thought you did too. I said five oh four. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that had to make one hundred four. Damn. Um, Budget was twenty eight. Director is Ron Clements. John Musker, Scott Winger, Robin Williams. Linda Larkin and Jonathan Freeman. You want to know something about this movie? It's the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. I don't know if it was my first theater experience. I never really asked my parents. I should. But it's the first time I remember. I mean, it's vague. Fucking four. But I remember going to see Aladdin. With my sister and my dad. Okay. This isn't on your list. How do you rank this in the pantheon of Disney? It's high. Like, as are you talking like, you're not counting just no, cartoons, just, go- just animation? Yeah, 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 yeah. The golden age, like fucking Little oh, Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. I Latin, like fucking... Lion King and Beauty and the Beast better. See, I think this is my favorite. I haven't seen Little Mermaid in a very long time, so I, I will rewatch it for 89. Yeah. I think it's 89, right? 89 or 90. Beauty and the Beast is next year. yeah. That's making yeah, my list for sure. Yeah. That's fucking see, oh, that was the first. The best. That got nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Yeah. I still like this one better, though. Yeah. It, no, don't get me wrong. Like This is still our favorite list. Yeah. Oh, that, At the end of the day. Fair. Best? Like, it's one of the best Disney movies of that era of, or yeah. up to that point, for sure. I, I mean, obviously, Pixar changes some things, but that's well, loaded. There's a lot of different animation. Yeah, that, that's cheat a, code. That's, that's a different. I don't thing. know. And then you add uh, I go, Disney and Am- Marvel shit, but that's not even. I have cartoons. to say about this movie, though. I love this movie. It's just, um, it just didn't make my list. No, well, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So basically, my thoughts about this movie is, whenever I see this movie. I have to play the Sega Genesis. Oh, that's a good game. Game. It's it's one of the best. I will say it's, it's got it's the best video game. video game. This and Lion King to me have the best soundtrack original song. Oh, it's like a whole new oh, world. Hell yeah. Fucking. I totally agree with that. Lion King, I think, has more. Personally. Oh, yeah. I I I prefer the She's Aladdin funny. songs more though. Oh, I know where this night's going now. Oh, we're gonna play Disney. <laughs> Disney the shit out of this. We used yeah. to have that category all the time, and it'd just be us playing. I just can't wait to be king for like two hours. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, the fact that you have Robin Williams. Oh, and that's what I wanted perfect. to bring up was like, oh my god, everybody was flipping the fuck out because Will Smith. Was I was like, flipping the fuck out. Yeah, it I'm looked like, bad. The first trailer, it was oh. like, oh, that trailer looks bad. But, but that being he said, did not, he did it. not bring the Robin. He left Robin Williams' legacy intact. Legacy intact. Exactly. I think that's the best way to put it. I think the live action remake of it. Aladdin is my favorite of the live action remakes. I've heard it's probably the best. Outside of Lion like, King was just boring because it was Lion shot King was shot. the same fucking movie. Never saw Jungle Book though. Jungle Book was all but right. But that was like the first though. Jungle Book was the kind of took the hit. Like, well, it could be a little rough. Yeah, um, but they had Favreau doing it. It was, it's not bad. Didn't they do Dumbo? Dumbo was Tim Burton. Yeah. Was that in live action? It was live action, but it was Tim Burton in 2019. 
So that was nineteen. I th- God, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, it was. No, like. But I don't think there's much to explain about Aladdin, to be honest, because let's be real, like everybody. I'll be honest. Part of the reason I left it off is because I haven't seen it in so long. Even though it's like the story is very easy to remember. It's about a thief that fell in love with the princess that became a king and that's who he i forget is. where jafar plays into it though exactly he's i can't the, remember for some reason like why is he he's a grand vizier to the sultan he's like his vice president so to speak but he's and he's yeah he's an asshole for trying to take his trying to throne. take power exactly. which that was one of the things that i did like about the live action is they kind of delve into his motivation a little bit more like he's from oh, okay. a different kingdom, working for him, trying to reestablish his original kingdom. To be something well, I've like also that. always appreciated the story because it's based on the in the Thousand One Arabian Nights. The see, that's what I didn't know. I didn't know if that was based it's, on. No, like, it is. One I'm, of I'm the fairly Shahrazad maybe not fucking stories, I don't know but, if Aladdin specifically is, but like some of the stuff in it is based on that. I'd have to read. We used to, when I worked at the university bookstore when I was in co- we were in college, mm-hmm. one of the classes used that store, like that book of, like, there was a thousand, it was like Arab, like Arabian Nights stories. I think Aladdin has a lot of influence from that. That would make Even sense. Even if it's not specific. There might be an Aladdin story, though, in there. I'm not 100%. I'm assuming so. Disney's got a lot of money and stuff to, resources to take from, so even 30 years ago yeah don't get me wrong this i love this movie it's just i if i'd rewatched I'm it i think shocked it been, it's not on your list that's that, why i said i told you before, i told you earlier i was like there's gonna be a couple you're not gonna like that they're not on my list well, league of their so, own was one and this is the second and there's a third that i think will be on your list maybe or but for sure on yours that you're gonna be like damn it buyer <laughs> well with that being said go ahead Oh yeah, so I've got four. You just see, take out, took off each other. I have four as well. All right, so this won't be on either of your lists because I know Tom, you fucking hate this guy for some reason. But Reservoir Dogs. I don't hate the guy. So my number six though. That's that's respectable. It's not on my list. Reservoir Dogs is number six. It's not mine. And this is the last time we were here from him because this was his his first first movie. movie. Unless we moving forward, we get something like in the twenty twenties, but. Uh, tomato meter 92 audience 94 imdb 8.3 metascore 79 directed and written well directed by tarantino written by tarantino and roger avery roger avery is who is this guy because i feel like he's almost like the the pen name for tarantino like i don't he feels he's like on all his movies i was like is this guy actually the genius of this do you know who roger avery really is i I don't know the budget was 1.2 million it made 2.8 U.S., 2.91 worldwide. It's got Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Steve Buscemi, Chris Penn, and Lawrence Tierney. Basically, it's about a jewel heist that's put together by this Lawrence Tierney. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Joe, I think his name is. And his son is Chris Penn's character, uh, Nice Guy Eddie. And they're in charge of putting a crew together that don't know each other, not worked on jobs together to 
robbed this diamond store. And it goes awry. And one of them read and the, the rest of them out. <coughs> and it cuts between present and, like, kind of goes through the day it, it's, question it's... earlier. And you learn later, about 45 minutes to an hour into the movie, that Tim Roth is a cop. And that he's been practicing, like, the FBI guy. Not FBI, but LAPD or somebody got him involved to investigate them and getting their crew un- undercover. Yeah. And he gives them info, so that's why the heist went bad, because the cops already knew that that was going to happen, because of it. And Harvey Keitel, they're all of code names. Mr. White is Keitel, mm, Mr. Orange is Mr. Tim Pink. Roth, Mr. Pink is Buscemi. Yeah. And, of course, there's a famous scene of, like, Mr. Pink, what, what the fuck? Gotta be Mr. Purple. Like, <laughs> no, you're Mr. Pink. Like, Well, again, we talked about, like, iconic scenes. This one has, like, the ear-cutting The scene. ear-cutting. What song is playing? Uh, Steeler's Wheel, Stuck in the Middle with You. That's Stuck it. Stuck it. Well, I got a feeling. Yeah. It's like Bob Dylan-esque, kind of. Yeah, I, yeah. It's really a Bob Dylan uh, ripoff. <laughs> In 1970-whatever. But it's so weird that we've... There's been a lot of iconic... There's been, like, iconic There's shit also, even in this movie, the this, this scene in the beginning at the diner where it's like, I don't fucking tip. And he's like, you don't yeah, tip? there's that, too. And he's like, For sure. they make minimum wage. Like, <laughs> like and he says something. I think Buscemi's like, think I cut here? Read a fucking book. Cry me a river. Like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. Like, it, just a economic outlook at like waitresses well the don't tip thing was, was that was from pulp fiction wasn't it they might mention it later in that but this is the opening scene where steve buscemi's like everybody throwing a buck and steve oh, buscemi's yeah, like yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. i think chris penn's like mr pink you're gonna throw and he's like i don't believe in tipping <laughs> and then they have the before that they have this this conversation about what like a virgin is about where tarantino's like it's about a woman who likes big dicks, so it feels like it's like she's a virgin again. Like it's 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 been a It's very Tarantino because you're like his whole thing is a lot of the conversations in his movies are just conversations he'd have with friends. Right. Like I mean that's because he worked in a video stores and he was a nerd. Yeah, I mean But the thing I will say about this movie and like Pulp Fiction, it, it's hundred hundred and ten minutes. This one's not that long. No, this one's I Maybe think hundred. Fucking hundred. But his old his recent ones long are as shit. Fucking two forty. Yeah, hateful yeah, eight super long. Yeah. Like, I love that movie uh, though. You haven't seen it though, yeah. Have I haven't seen it. You have to watch it sometime. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I still haven't. No, God then what the fuck? <laughs> no, I I just haven't gotten around. I guarantee you Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is better than Hateful Eight. Without seeing that one. I I could i'm not don't disbelieve you it's just i i even like like i think justin our friend justin he loves hateful eight like that's but i mean there's something about hateful eight that's really fucking good it's like i I don't it's it's his most underrated movie like it doesn't get mentioned with the top yeah but it's really fucking good like i like it better well and glorious is my favorite yeah, that's mine too. But I think it, sure. I think Hateful Eight. I like it better than Django, personally. Yeah, I, I wasn't like Django huge fan is of Django. fine. It's too long though. That's oh. the thing. Django goes on about thirty minutes too late. Jesus Christ! Now we got an Australian guy, which is played by Tarantino involved. Like it's just yeah. it goes carries on too long. 
I haven't seen Once Upon a Time. I'm sure that's too long. It is definitely too long. But I heard it's really good. good. It is very good. Um, but yeah, this is his first movie for being. Yeah, it, it was it, very influential. You can't deny it. Was oh, not most very definitely. influential. I Same mean, with Kevin Smith with Clerks. Like those two movies are really probably the most influential movies of those the mid '90s. In a lot of ways, like they really in were. The, the indie scene you had. Because that's a very this movie. I is mean, an you indie had movie Reservoir, Clerk, Reservoir Dogs, Clerks, and Slackers. Those were yep. the kind of what kickstarted the indie movie scene yeah. for sure. I know some of Spike Lee's were kind of. I never saw them, but they were supposedly in that vein. Yeah, they, those were earlier though. I think those were like the late eighties. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably watch them when that comes about, just to say I did. Maybe they're good. I don't know, but I haven't seen them. If there was ever a reason. Same with like some the of the, what are the other ones like uh, singles and Heather's. Like some of those are Heather's. Heather's we passed. But I'm saying, like, they were yeah. influential. Yeah. See, I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in, like... That's the first... I saw it when I was, like, 14. I don't 14. even know. Did one. you rewatch it? I did. I don't yeah. know why, actually, because I've seen it enough, but... I got... It ended up lower than I expected. Then when I got to... I was, like, it's number six. Like, I just kind of don't... I I respect Tarantino. I'm just not a huge fan yeah, that's okay. of Tarantino. I... I mean, there's people that probably... I mean, who's, like, the best out there? I mean, not in our opinion. We, like, we love Ari Aster and Robert Eggers and stuff, but, like, no one's really... Not mainstream is not saying, like, oh, this guy's the best. I mean, if you Nolan, want but I love Nolan, but, like... There's some Scorsese movies. There's a lot of Scorsese movies I've never seen or never wanted to watch. Like, in the name of the father. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, no for sure. Temptation of... The Last Temptation of Christ. Well, I mean, he's been... I did see that. He's been watching, he's been making movies for fifty years. Yeah, Spielberg's kind of the same way. Like, yeah, I mean those two are better than Tarantino. Don't get me. I and personally, I would say so. And I like yeah. Tarantino, but Tarantino's more stylistic. He has a style the way Wes Anderson has a style to me. Yeah, where there's like a timeline. His movies are timeline, where it's especially the later it's movies. Kind of, chapters especially like yeah the last since kill bill yeah where it's been like we're here we're here there's like markers yeah glorious does it the best in my opinion but well i, I think that's his best movie it is his best so. movie. i will fight someone to the death no i won't but i will argue with someone <laughs> ferociously I mean, yeah. about that i've only seen this movie <clears throat> once I mean, I can't say it's his best movie because there's a lot of other good movies I like of his. So. There's some overacting too. I love like Chris Penn at the end, like, "Stop pointing that gun at my fucking dad!" Like it's just like, whoa, like going over the top. Chris Penn trying to be your brother. <laughs> R.I.P. But you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Though he died like 15 years ago, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I mean. So I've got. Three left? I got three. I have four. I know Tom and I have one for sure. Probably, uh, probably I, both our number ones. I would hope so. So we both have, I'll have three? I have four. Uh, let me look at, just double check. I think I have three. Okay, then. Let Tom go though. Yeah. My number. Yeah, I have three. Four movie. 
Candyman. God damn it. Wow. I've, I've actually, actually, that's my number five. Sorry. I've not seen that in a long time. Yeah. You watched, I'm done. Too. Did you watch the remake? No. Not yet. You're done? No, I only have two left. Was that one of yours? Yep. IMDb is 6.7, Metascore is 61, Rotten Tomatoes 77% tomato meter, 62% audience, $30 million budget. Domestically, $25,792,310. Worldwide, $25,795,897. I thought it would have been more successful than that. It made three grand overseas. <laughs> Congrats. It's directed by Bernard Rose, written by screenplay Bernard Rose, based on a Clive Barker short story or story. But outside of Ghostface in the 90s, this is probably the most iconic horror villain to be born in the 90s. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Besides Leprechaun, of course. Well, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. That's probably third, though, in a weird way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every. And I didn't write down the guy's name the dude that plays Candyman, like his voice is just iconic for a horror villain not his his look is all right it. i don't remember it it's uh is he it? was in final destination he was the but fucking... is the voice almost like jigsawy where it's kind of like no it's same... it's an actual voice okay it's him god damn it what i have to like i said I haven't, seen this in, I haven't seen this in a while we watched it recently it's i mean the effects are fine i actually really enjoyed this movie like the effects actually stayed up with a lot of everything Produced by Jordan Peele, bro. Yeah. I, From what I understand, what I've read about it, they make it more about race, the new one. Of course. Than yeah. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. I hmm. mean, that guy. Oh, I recognize him. Like, his voice... Is I think the movie opens like I will slice you open. It's just a voiceover. I will slice you open with my hook. You're fucking. It's wild. And it's about two girls who are doing their postdoctorate paper on urban legends. Yeah. And. It because takes place in Chicago. One of them was married to the professor. One of them was married to a professor who's obviously sleeping side. with one of his students, clearly. And cliche. Like it takes place the whole Candyman 
is in like the projects of Chicago. So this white girl and fuck these two <laughs> doctorate students go into the projects looking for where a murder happened. And the whole thing is like can saying candy man in the mirror five yeah. times on South Park played on it that one time with the Biggie Smalls. Yeah, and it, uh, it's kind of the same thing. I think the ring kind of pulled off of this where you watch her do something, then something bad happens. Yeah. But she ends up getting haunted, and you don't even see the Candyman until probably an hour into the movie. Okay. Like, I don't remember. It's like I said, it's it, I was a teenager. It's a slow start, but it amps up towards the end for sure. Like, I'll have to rewatch it. I I like it a lot, and I hadn't seen it. In I would like it. Like if we, if I had years. more time, I'd like to do like a horror thing like you have with Sandy, like, or not with Sandy with Nate. Nate, yeah. I, have you been doing that lately? We just did one couple. I know you guys ago. were sick for a while. You were. Then he was. I was sick, then he was, then he was. Then you were good? Fucking. Yeah, everybody's fine. I mean, and busy with the holiday, and I was traveling. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving and Christmas, and. I was in Florida. Was a fucking we'll plan. have to do, like, the next Eggers movie and the next, like, Aster movies and shit. Did you see. Yeah, the we'll trailer for the... that? Yeah, you sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Or maybe yeah. you just told me to watch, and I watched it. Skarsgård? Yep. That looks fucking wild. Kidman. And Anya Taylor-Joy. Did you ever see last so the last Soho movie or whatever the nope. Soho? I'm waiting for sometime. it to go on fucking sale. Buy it. Can't go wrong. No, can't go wrong. So I got three. Candyman. I yeah, it's. Three. I haven't seen the new one. I want to, but I heard it was kind of. It's a remake, really handy hand. That's the thing hand. with Peel. Is, I is mean, Get Out is cool. Is it a remake or is it a... I, I'm not entirely sure No, about in fairness that. to him, Us, think, wasn't, Us wasn't really that political. It was just kind of... No, I, I, I... Did you I, see Us? Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Jordan Peel, the new Candyman, he I produced know. it. Okay. I Get it's, Out, I did like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good... A little heavy-handed. But it's also like cool it's unique yeah it's way. different like, us was a little sloppy it was I sloppy thought. and i thought that it was predictable but i heard i haven't seen it and i just read the new Candyman was really heavy-handed i can yeah. see that. i don't know though i i want to see it i can go next because i know nobody's here to have this i have three left i have three i have three Oh, I have two. Unless you... Oh, you have two. I'll go then. Because no one's going to have this. Yeah, I have two. I recommended it to you because I own it, but I never lent it to you, so I doubt you watched it. But my number five is Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Nope. nope. Do you know what this is, even? I know what it is, yeah. Trap probably it. doesn't. Or... Never heard of Oh, I've heard of... I, a... I've heard One of it. the main actors is in serious trouble oh. right now. <laughs> Tomato Meter 95, audience 88. Audi or IMDb is seven point seven, Metascore eighty two. 
It's directed by James Foley, written by David Mamet. He wrote the play and the screenplay. It got nominated for Pacino for Supporting Actor. It's got Al Pacino, Jack Lemmon, Alec Baldwin, Kevin Spacey, Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, and Jonathan Price. It's pretty loaded. It's weird because it's got to be based on like a play. I mean, it, it was a says, play. But yeah, yeah. It's, gotta, it's set up almost like a play. There's only like two settings like there's the sales office and like a chinese restaurant where they sit sometimes <laughs> next door and a phone booth a couple times but basically the opening scene's iconic in fact alec baldwin's <laughs> alec baldwin's speech the alec baldwin's yeah. speech in fact they did it on snl back like 20 years ago when amy poehler was on where it's like him he's like the elf guy doing the elf shop for santa he's like <laughs> giving the same he's like speech, yeah basically like yeah. You make this many toys, you get a new whatever. But in the movie, it's like sale. Basically, it's like you're all fired, but you can regain your jobs. Like first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Want to see second prize? Set of steak knives. <laughs> Third place is you're fired. Oh shit! And like these guys are just like grimy salesmen that have shit to work with, like shit leads, what they call them. If and they felt, get a, they get a new thing called the Glen Gary leads from this company they work for. Well, Al Pacino's actually a decent salesman. His name's Roma. I don't know what his first name is, but they have their last names on a chalkboard. That's how old this is, chalkboard. <laughs> and Jack Lemon his character is actually so famous in this that uh it's not Seinfeld. The Simpsons made a character named Shell who's like a shitty salesman. He's not in a lot of episodes, but he's it's based on Jack Lemmon's character in this. That's how, I want to say popular, because it's, I mean, I only made, I, oh, I didn't give the money, did I? Uh, It had a budget of 12.5. It only made 10.7, so it actually lost, lost money. Significant money, yeah. Jack Lemmon in this, I like Jack Lemmon, always have Grumpy Old Men and all that stuff. Oh, I love Grumpy Old Men. He should have been nominated for this. He's fucking incredible in this movie. Like, he plays just a slimy shitball. Like, he basically is the worst salesman in the office, but he's past his prime. And him and Ed Harris, you don't know to the end, but basically somebody robbed the office, made it look like a robbery of the office. And staged, they stole the leads and made money off it by selling the leads to somebody else. And him and Ed Harris basically split it for like ten grand. Like it's not worth what they did. And Kevin Spacey's the office manager. Baldwin's from corporate. He's not in it really after the first speech. He's only in it for like eight yeah, minutes. So. But it's a fucking iconic eight um, minutes. Um yeah. I'm gonna need those reports from you. No, it's that. not like that. It's very intense. <laughs> okay. Like Ed Harris is like, What's your name? He's like, Fuck you, that's my name. Like kinda like I drive a eighty thousand dollar BMW drove here in a Hyundai, like that type of it shit. It has kind of a Boiler I mean, Wolf Room of Wall Street feel to it. A little that that a speech does. Yeah. Boiler Room with Affleck ripped off this speech. Because I remember one time talking about this and my boss at the time was like, Oh, it's like that speech in Boiler Room. I was like, that Boiler Room came out like six years after this. Like, <laughs> fuck that. This movie got ripped off by that speech. Yeah. Well, it's been a minute. Pacino is a good salesman. Jonathan Price is one of his clients. They meet at a Chinese restaurant. He actually sells them on this shit. Then basically, like, he backs out because his wife, Jonathan Price, is, like, backing out of the deal because his wife. And Pacino's trying to lie to him, but Kevin Spacey fucks him over. Kevin Spacey's like, oh, your last name's what? And he's like, 
Oh, I sent your check to the bank yesterday, and kept Jonathan Price. Yeah. You remember Jonathan Price, right? From Brazil, oh, yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones. He's like, yeah, fuck, fuck you, man. Like, kind of like freaks out. Like, it's really, it's very, it's just a drama. It's like it's 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 almost like a theater type setting because a play. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's it's not intense or anything. But it there is like a lot of it's great dialogue. I love great dialogue, so like that's why like something like a show like Mad Men always applied to me because sure, like it's sure. like it's not exciting. There's no cliffhangers, but it's just good dialogue. But Jack Lemon, oh my God, Jack Lemon, he probably was I don't know seventy in this movie, early seventies. At least, yeah. He's he could have won the Oscar this year for supporting. I don't know. And he wasn't did he get no? He didn't get nominated. <clears throat> Pacino did because Pacino got nominated for Son of a Woman for his, he won. He won for Son of a Woman. But he also got nominated for this for supporting. So it was one of those rare, like, I got nominated in both. Right. Like Scarlet did Was that the ago. only nomination this movie had? Yep. Was it? Shit. Um, in hindsight, I mean, I'm not saying it should have been up for Best Picture or anything, but Lemon would have been the guy. Gotcha. He was so good in this. But yeah, it's just, it's just sort of about an office that's, like, in chaos and, like, you... That's the thing is it's, it's a twist kind of because Jack Lemon tips his hand by by accident to Kevin Spacey at the end of the movie. I think he says like he lies to somebody and he's he, Jack Lemon kind of implies like you t- you like you fucked up telling him that. And he's like, Are you, I don't know. I can't remember the exact line, but he tips his hand where like Kevin Spacey is like, how did you know that I was lying? And he like. He's like, what? what? Oh, yeah. He's pretending like it's bullshitting. Right. He's like, for so many years, I've never, I've always taken the checks on, but last night I didn't. I spent it with my wife and my son. Like, how did you know? And like, it's because he's the one that robbed the place with that hair. Like, it kind of, <laughs> it's, it's a nice tip off. And like, the cops are there. So like, at the end of the movie, he has to go and talk to the cops. You don't see what happens in there. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a cool movie. I think you actually, you would have liked it. You would have thought it was boring as fuck. Probably. You might have. I mean, it, it's not exciting, but it's, right. it does keep you intrigued. Like just the dialogue I mean, and for sure. I mean, what was that's my number? Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. Okay. Yeah. I've got two left, and got three. We might share them. Oh. Yeah, there's gonna be a good. Ch- well, one I won't share. I have I two left. Well, well, one for sure. My number two, I don't know. It could one, be on yours. One I think. I one I think we're all gonna. All right. Well, how many? What do you got? I have two. What do you got? I got two. What I have got? three. You go then. Maybe don't choose the one that you know we all probably have. I'll just, uh, one, two, three. My number four is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I almost chose that. Okay. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. But I did want to watch it. Did you guys end up buying it? No, it's on it Netflix. Was, it's on Netflix. It is on yeah. Netflix? Fuck, yeah. I didn't know that. I must have not updated my list. They usually do it in advance. I think it just got added. Okay. Um, IMDb is 7.4. Metascore of 57. Run Tomatoes 75% tomato meter, 79% audience. $40 million budget. This blew my mind. Domestically, it made $82,522,790. Worldwide, $215,862,692. It made 
65% of its money overseas in 1992. I mean, it has a famous <laughs> story, I suppose, but... Famous story, famous director, but still. Like, Who directed it again? Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, Coppola. That's probably part of it, too. Written by James V. Holt Hart. Obviously based on the Bram Stoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I've actually never read, even though I enjoy it. I read it. You did? And I did read it in middle school, high school. Okay. And it's written, from what I understand, like Game of Thrones and journal style, mm-hmm. which is not... Well, Game of Thrones is not journal. It's like first, just your perspective. Okay. Is the, that what you mean, I guess? No, Bram Stoker is like... Journal. Fucking January 16th. Okay, so though. yeah, it's, Game of Thrones It's, it's like straight that, but... journal. But, I mean, it, there's not much to say. It's Everybody knows the fucking yeah. Dracula story. It's gothic as fuck. Old Man got I nominated? Love, I love this movie. And the thing is, is when did I... Did Old Man get nominated? I don't know if he did, but it had a few. The one thing about this movie... Which in hindsight he would. What I loved about this movie was... Okay, I got... How am I going to state this? Um... <laughs> It wasn't going to be part of, like, it was my number 11. Okay. Basically, is the best way I, to put it. And I, and I almost put it as, did age well, I guess? Because there's some parts where I was like, this, they could have done it better. How old it's, is the story? But then I go back to... Then I went back to like, okay, we're doing a Dracula movie in 1992. I'm like, so that was actually pretty well done for 1992. So that's where like my head was like, okay, I got to cut this movie because I can't cut this one. I can't cut this one. I, but is again, it, it, I, my, I get it, that. So that's where I basically like, this is my number 11. If that makes sense. I, I like the way it was shot. Like it's I do, old. and that's the thing is it's old school. It's a it's a nineteen thirties movie. Anyhow, well, was it thirties or was the it story 60s? came out? In, I I think Bram Stoker's original Dracula came out in like the eighteen eighties or nineties. Mm. Because Nosferatu. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, that was that old. was like the German yeah, fucking film 90s, from like nineteen. 18- 20 or something. Yeah, it was yeah, it early. Sense. It was silent. Yeah, it makes sense. 1897. It was 1897, it was okay. But this Bram Stoker's Dracula won Best Costume Design. It won Best Effects and <laughs> Sound Editing. They always change the fucking... Dracula was mostly makeup. written in the 1890s. <coughs> so it's actually not as old as you think i thought it'd be older for some reason oh, i think it's the story takes place earlier a lot of it it's like 16th 15th centuries well even. i mean it was all based on vlad the impaler or whatever yeah, yeah, the fuck yeah. which but i mean it's uh, oh excuse me sorry coppola it it looks good it still looks good i mean the thing that I didn't really like about this was Keanu Reeves. Like, he was not very good in this movie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, he's not. I mean, he plays a. Uh... Fuck. Uh... I can't even remember the character's names now. <laughs> I know the writer was Nino. Harker, Jonathan. Jonathan Harker. It's a bit too long. Gary Oldman's great in it. As, As always. Fucking Dracula. Get Anthony 90s. Hopkins. Dude, his 90s run so good. It's pretty fucking strong. I mean, we just had Leon a couple years ago. Yep. Um, Fifth Element. Yep. Granted, he's just being ridiculous in that movie, but... Well, he's... Being pretty ridiculous in Leon. And he wins Best Actor for Darkest Hour. I've never seen Darkest Hour. So I didn't either. That was but fucking I'm, three I'm years ago. Surprised they made him look ago. fucking like Winston Put Churchill. Put on a fucking fat suit for sure. <coughs> but now I I've always liked fucking vampire stories, especially Dracula stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know how much you like Twilight's. Well, I don't know. I always I enjoyed. I like I said that was number eleven for me, and I had. And we gotten, watched this early, like. Yeah, we did. You got Anthony Hopkins, fucking. They they deviate from what I remember from the original novel. They deviate a little bit off of the story, but. Okay. Damn! If I had known that was on Netflix, I probably would have watched it for sure. Yeah. I, you should watch it. I need to. I need to try Coppola. I need yeah, to try updating it. my. When I make my list, I always highlight like okay, my like tomorrow where it's streaming or Monday when I have time, I'll make where it's streaming. But like three weeks from now, it could change. It could, like it usually changes at the like the other day. It's not my end list. or and beginning sorry, it's not of, any of your list, but like I just saw the other day on HBO, my cousin Vinny popped up, and I was like, "Do I want to watch this?" Yeah, that. We had that same conversation. And I was like, no, that was the night I watched uh, Don't Look Up. Because I was just like, ah, I'm going to watch something new. Whatever. Uh, the trailer didn't. I, I understand Marissa Tomei won for it. But, but you it know the, did, whole story the trailer that, did though, not look. Well, yeah, that was all like, garbage. She fucking. might not have actually won as Jack yeah. Palance doing a fucking mm-hmm. moonlight. Yeah. So who was supposed to win? That's the question. Did they ever say? I was there a favorite that year? Not that I remember. She was pretty unknown then. That was her definitely coming out party for sure. So I've got two. All right, so I'm just gonna throw this out there. It's my turn. You're gonna two kill. You're gonna kill the one we all have for sure. The Mighty Ducks. That's actually not on mine. Not on mine. Oh my god. That's another one I felt a little ashamed of. Not I, as ashamed. I, that of, one. That was Aladdin was the most ashamed. League of their you own. You should was, feel ashamed. No, but League of Their Own was second most ashamed, that and Mighty Ducks was third most ashamed. Those were the three where I'm like, IMDb is six point six. You should feel ashamed. Meta forty six. Tomato twenty one. Oh dear God. Audience sixty five. Worldwide. Fifty point seven five million, budget ten. Director is Stefan Herrick, but it had Emilio Estevez, 
Joshua Jackson and Juicy Smollett. <laughs> yep. He's, he's in doing that? a whole. Yeah, he's one of the. I fucking... didn't realize you I didn't was realize him. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. I never oh realized. Oh my god. Juicy yeah. Smollier. Remember the Dave Chappelle? <laughs> yeah. That French actor is what he calls him in Chappelle's. So special. that's what happened there. Smollier. But. Yeah, that's great. It's fucking, that's a classic film. I've watched that also the, so much. The chicken is the one from uh, Shameless. She plays the wife of the the liquor store owner that Ian's sleeping with. Mm. She, she's like the white woman who's becoming a Muslim. Yeah, that she's the girl in that in Mighty Dogs. Like the one that's dating one of the. She's the girl on the team. Is there only one? They, they there bring in they bring in like the figure skater and shit uh, though too. Where is she at? I mean the half count. For what? Let's do it. You okay over there? Yep. <coughs> Am I? Yeah, he was one of the. Where the fuck did she go? Have to find her. Flying V. Yeah, uh, yeah, the flying. I mean, it's like a classic of your childhood. That one is most definitely nostalgic. We watched it. Um. And I. I No, but it's just shit out of that movie. Basically, a snob who. And his brother got offered it before him, didn't he? You were saying that. What, I the job? Who? The, oh, yeah. They wanted Charlie Sheen. They wanted a bigger name oh, than Emilio Estevez. Yeah, so... I mean, <laughs> I really grew up with this movie. It was do a you great remember movie. Klaus or whatever? Like, the, Do you recognize that guy from anything? The, the guy that could shoot the, the old box. man oh, that no. ran like the fucking shop. That's why I didn't mention his name. I couldn't mention. He was the villain in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I oh, real? Oh, shit. I think you're right. <laughs> he was the futurist. Hmm. But, I mean, I remember fucking back at the cake eater. Like, that was an insult. Yeah, that's say the somebody? girl from She's in the Mighty Ducks movie. That's the wife. Oh, yeah. She's in the Mighty Ducks. As she plays, uh, I'll look it up. Like the one female player on the team? Yeah, she plays um, the, the dancer. Connie. No, yeah, no, the, no, the badass bitch. She was the hockey player. But she's yeah. Connie. That's her. She's in Shameless. She's the wife of the liquor store owner that Ian's having a gay affair with. It's like the first season, I think. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. I mean, it's classic. That's what I'm saying. This is like, not that I ever want to go this deep on a list, but if it was like 15 deep, it would have made my list. Probably. This was just off the list for sure. I again, 
You take nostalgia out of it. I mean, it's not a great movie. No, no. But... That's why I even said when we were downstairs right now, you guys were writing the list. I had my list ready, but like, I was like, I did not get too nostalgic with this one. Like, that's why Aladdin, I know Aladdin's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But there is nostalgia involved in that as well. There is, but it's, you're a fucking asshole <laughs> for not having that on your fucking list. Oh shit! <laughs> well, I could be an ass. I could, there's a film person. I could be like, you're an asshole for not having Reservoir Dogs. Like that's, that's still like that's very true. I mean, they're very different in different reasons, but you know, if you had a film critic or buff or whatever, it could be like, God, I can't believe that guy. I can't believe these fucking guys. Well, I mean, that's the. And then they look at Trav and be like, he is forever young, but he doesn't have fucking unforgiven? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I have big dick. That's know. why it's favorite movies, not best movies. That's why it's mm. favorites. Yep. I have I one movie left. I have two. I have two. All right, go ahead. I won't choose the one that I know Tom and I have, so... But he, we might... I doubt this is on... Well, we have to have the same number. We'll have the same number one. Yeah. But I my can't number, imagine but my number two is the last of the Mohicans. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. It was fucking awesome. I I know it is, but I wouldn't That's be able I to talk about it. Audience ninety three, tomato meter eighty eight, or no, opposite of that, tomato ninety three, audience eighty eight. IMDb seven point seven, Metascore seventy six. Uh, directed by Michael Mann, based on the novel by James Fenimore Cooper. I didn't write who did the screenplay. I'm guessing maybe he did the same adapted. Um, budget was $40 million, made 75.5 US and worldwide. So no worldwide release. Daniel Day-Lewis, Madeline Stowe, Russell Means, and Wes Studi. They're the actors. Uh, this is based on a book. It takes place on a real historical stuff, but... The French and Indian War, it's like 1757. So it's before we were independent. And Daniel Day-Lewis' character, his name is Nathaniel, but he's he was raised as like an orphan with this tribe. Is it the Iroquois? God damn it. I just watched it. I watched it with my mom recently. I've seen it before, but um, it's one of her favorites. So around Christmas, I was like, you want to watch a movie? Who was, who, who was the female Wait, well, lead? Uh, Madeline Stone. The last of the Mohicans. Oh, okay. I we had this on VHS. It was a double VHS. It's a fucking good movie. It had two VHSs with. Oh, did it? Could have been. That's a long. No, I remember it. Like it's like two seventeen. Because I remember my mom's like, "Don't pick anything three hours or some shit." So I it was a double VHS. I picked up the last of the Mohicans DVD and I was like, "Last of the Mohicans." She's like, "I'll watch that anytime." I said, "All right." I'll give this. This movie has a fucking amazing score. I forget who does it. I think it's the guy that... It's one of the guys that does Labyrinth soundtrack. His name's like something... Trevor Jones? It's Trevor Jones and somebody. Uh, that does like the music, not the think, singing. Yeah. Obviously, Bowie did the singing. but. Right. Um, so yeah, it's French and Indian War. It's 1757. And like... French and Brit- French, Indians are kind of in between. So like West Studi's character and Russell Means, they both play Native Americans. They, I don't know if they actually are Native Americans, or they just have Native American like 
background, but they use American sounding names. Yeah. Not 100%. Um, but Daniel Day Lewis's character was orphaned but raised by the Iroquois. So he's basically one of them. Like, they take him as his own, their own. And uh, he. I don't know. He's just like a badass. He's really great in the movie as an actor. And the British, the general, his daughters, one of them is Madeline Stowe. They. I mean, it kind of does the reverse of Pocahontas, right? A little bit. Maybe a little. I mean, it's been a while, but John Smith and Pocahontas, like, had. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they. But like obscured the history of it, but but like their father Stowe and her sister, their father is like the British guy in charge in that territory. But they are trying to go see him for some reason. I can't remember why. If they just know it's a rough time, uh-huh. and they get guided there by Day Lewis, and he's they try to like broker a means of peace to like all right, join our side, and like. The Native American, the Iroquois, the one guy, West Studi's character, is really, like, playing both sides. Like mm. a fiddle. Like, he's fucking the bad guy of the movie, essentially. And he gets them to, um, like, I don't know. He, he betrays the British general. He ends up getting killed. And then he tries, like, killing the girls. Like, it's, it's fucking, it gets kind of wild. But it's a good movie. Like, it's, I remember liking it's it. It's based in... Oh, yeah, that's where it's based. It's supposed to be based in, like, Albany, New York area. But when they filmed it, it was too built up for real there. So they actually filmed it in North Carolina. Just because the forest and, like, it looks... But there's the whole famous, like, no matter what occurs, I will find you. <laughs> like, kind of... That's another iconic... I mean, Seinfeld yeah, even yeah. plays it where Jerry's like... Don't give up. I will never. I will find you. I think it's like somebody's lost, like on a street or something, like Kramer or somebody. But that was <laughs> at the corner of First and First. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at the nexus yeah. of the universe. Don't give up. I will find you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's a good movie. I think great, I've only seen it once or twice. When we're playing Disney songs later, I have to play part of that soundtrack because it's just one song specifically that's like. Oh. I mean, this was what my left foot. He won was, for my left foot. That was well before those. I but cut that was kind of his, I cut off my left foot. Did you? I don't fucking know what the fuck. Eighty nine is when they came out. Okay. I know we're talking about Day that. Lewis. Well, I believe was. Nominated. I never even heard of that movie. I don't know what came out. You've heard, heard of Lewis that movie. movie. Not my last left foot. Left. Oh, my it's left foot. My left foot is not my last. There's only one left foot. Oh, yeah, I chopped that off. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, it only got one Oscar for nomination for sound. Not even for score or uh, Day-Lewis. It's wild. Nominated, didn't win? Yeah, didn't win. Hmm. Nice. I have one left. I have one left, too. I have two. You go. Because uh, uh, mine won't be for yours. Mine will be different. I can't. Well, you're an my asshole. number, my is. number three, is Army of Darkness. I didn't get a chance to actually get the, rewatch this. IMDb is seven point five, Metascore of fifty nine, 
Rotten Tomatoes score is 73% tomato meter, 87% audience. $11 million budget. Domestically, $11,502,976. Worldwide, $11,505,128. Directed by Sam Raimi. Written by Sam and Ivan Raimi. He's a brother? Oh, yeah. He's been in every single movie he's done. I didn't even realize that. Oh, yeah. I just know of Sam. He's, he's kind of like... Who's he playing like, Spider-Man? God damn it. He plays one of uh, Jonah Jameson's... Like, workers? Yeah. Employees? <laughs> just okay. cameo. Does he write a lot of his stuff? Uh... Like Jonathan Nolan. Is he the Jonathan Nolan of this brothership? That's no, there that's a different Is dynamic. Is this one totally sci fi? This no. one's fucking batshit. Crazy. Yeah, I don't like That's this why one. I like it. I don't like this one. <laughs> it is. It was he just, goes back to like 1492 yeah, like or whatever. Oh fuck. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> like this one at all. Like I love, like I can't wait till we get to Evil Dead, like the original. And what year is that? 84. The first one's 82. fucking 81 or 2. Oh, is it that far? 81 like or 82, yeah. Um, but no, but the, I don't mind I the second f- one, but the third one was like, I can't deal with it. It's, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets sucked into a, I mean, Ash, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's a man. <laughs> gets pulled Michigan, into, a, yeah, he, this... Again, iconic lines like, my name is Ash. Holds up a fucking shotgun. This is my boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> and give me some sugar, baby. There's, this has some iconic lines, too, that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. But it has the same camera work that Evil Dead 1 and 2. It's fucking, I like it. You didn't like this. Well, one. no, I like Evil Dead, but I don't like this one. I don't. This go one, on this, one. G- this one got a little out of control. Oh, this one's batshit crazy. Yeah, like, and I can't handle this bad. He shit. ends up fucking splitting in half. A bunch <laughs> of mini miniatures of his are attacking him and tying him down and shit. It's it's wild. Do you own this one? I do, on Blu-ray. It's not on. Voodoo. So I remember if it was streaming because I think it was. It's on my. It was on my short list, but I was like, I just don't have. Have you had? You have seen. I have it? seen it. Like okay. This one's more, five six years ago. It's. I remember the time when you said like going back, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the one. Okay. I mean, this one is silly. Yeah. <laughs> is ridiculous. The first evil Sam Raimi Evil Dead from. 79 or wherever the fuck. Probably said like 81 or something. That might be. Does Raimi do all of them? He did the did trilogy. The, the original trilogy. Who he did didn't the do the... He produced the new one. And then Campbell is in all of the originals? Campbell is in the original trilogy. Plus Ash versus like Tucker. He's in Ash versus Evil Dead. Wait, is it the Tucker versus like Ash one? Isn't there a Tucker versus Ash one with Alan Tudyk, or is that something else? No, that's uh, Tucker and Dale oh, versus and Evil. Dale. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. I was thinking like yeah, it was Dale. Ash or something else. I never saw it. No, obviously. 
You should. That's a good flick. I like. I love Alan Tudyk. But yeah, side note. But yeah, I mean it. It really doesn't connect much to the Evil Dead. It's just the character. And there were rumors back in, like when they did Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. They were going to do a sequel to that movie that was going to be Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. My God. Which would have been fucking incredible. It would but have been insane, though. Oh, I mean, that's kind of the point. I love Bruce Campbell. How do you not like Bruce Campbell, anybody? He's oh, a fucking... He was on, what, Burn Notice, too? And Burn shit? Notice, yeah. Do you know I remember this specific because I like... You know I like Duran Duran, the band? There was an Old Spice commercial where he's playing the piano, and he's singing Hungry Like the Wolf. It's Bruce <laughs> Campbell, though, and I was like, is he, is he singing Hungry Like the Wolf? It was before I even knew really who he was. It was like 2005. Right. I mean, he's Bruce Campbell. His he's like his likability. If you have actually seen and know who he is, is like his approval rating would be like ninety nine. And I mean, he's got that like one asshole that says no. He's got the fucking look, the Jay Leno chin. Yeah, he's got a very unique. But he's a nice looking dude too. At the same time, he's not like a bad looking dude. Yeah, and he's from Michigan. Yeah, I can't. Ramey's from Michigan. Yep. They went to Michigan State, I think. But yeah, I. That's what I love about Evil. I knew the this first Evil Dead. I mean, I love that they start bringing in like, um, like Michigan State and Michigan, like the Michigan stuff. That's why it was like the American Pie movies in some ways. Yeah, like, oh, I respect Rebbe. you for like bringing shit. <laughs> like, up, yeah, you know? Grand Haven, yeah. like Lansing they actually did. Um, Charlotte Voice, where that Welcome to Grand Haven. Well, Hurst they did. Where Yesterbird or Yesterdogs or whatever. Yeah, um, yes. But uh, I don't know. I knew. I always kind of when I look at a list too, like the list of the year. I'll kind of like sometimes play off like, all right, yeah, dude, this is I mean, darkness is going to be on top. I forgot while we were doing it until you were like, I got two left. I was like, well, what's the second one? So I know what the one is, yeah. but like, what's your number two? And then you said, I was like, oh yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I, Duh. I'm a big evil fucking dead fan. Yeah, dead that'll be the, fucking... that'll be those will be on my list in the past. As weird as it sounds, they're so. making. Did you see the? New one, the remake. I didn't. The one with Jane Levy? Yeah. I didn't see You guys watched it one night. I, I well, you, it's on intense as fuck. Oh, yeah. It's fucking Trav was, wild. like, covering his... I came down once you guys... And Trav was, like, covering his eyes. Like, I can't see this shit, man. The new... Trav, the new uh, Evil Dead? Oh, yeah. You did. They're making you liked a, it, but it was intense, right? Oh, yeah. It was intense. They're making a sequel to that movie currently. I love Jane Levy, by the way. Good actress. She was really good in that. Don't breathe. Don't breathe was the a... first. Uh, I forget the character's name in Shameless. She plays the neighbor that she was the original. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, lips. lips. The bitch that gets run over. But wait, she was the original. Was it Ian's friend? But Lips slept with her. I can't remember how it worked. No, that was. She's the brother. She's the sister of the guy that Ian sleeps is like a, has a thing with. I thought she was the neighborhood girl. That's like a horror in the beginning of the show. Jane Levy is like the first couple episodes. It's her. Yeah, but that's that's a different girl. 
She was the one that that bitch ran over because she came back, I thought. Are you sure? I thought so. I could have swore they just changed actresses. I'm not a huge she Shameless He has like an guy, NBC. I thought you loved Shameless. You guys watch that shit all the time. He loves Shameless. Oh, um, my God. My mom, love... loved, my mom loves Shameless, which is odd to me for some reason. I don't know. Seems too, like, vulgar for my mother to enjoy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I remember liking that. It's just been so long, I can't really add anything. It's it's wild. Yeah, the girl. That, like I think she was the original way. Mandy Milkovich. I thought she was the original. Okay. Oh, my God. I Let me look her up. Hold a second. Oh, yeah. Mandy Milkovich. The other Milkovich? I like Jane Livy better. Personally, but that's just me. How many you got left, Trev? One? I have one. You're not going to have the same as are you, you fucking bastard. What's your one? It's my number one, too. It's my number one as well. But what is yours? Let say it, because... He's, he's, I don't think it's going to be his. No. What is your last movie? What was your guys's? You go. No, you go. Home Alone 2. Oh, you're an asshole. I like that movie. <laughs> I love this movie. It's a good Christmas movie. And that's why I chose this because I know I'm going to choose the first one anyhow. So... I have to start looking at the sequels that are coming into the next. That is that is one of the problems going backwards. Mm-hmm. Is. is we're watching movies. Jane Levy, series. Shameless, Mandy Milkovich, 2011. She was the original Mandy Milkovich. I knew Milkovich. she was in it. I didn't know if it was her they or just the fucking her. neighbor that they ran over. I do remember what you're talking about, though. Yeah, go ahead with Home Alone 2. No, I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying this movie's bad, but... We oh were watching. God damn it! It's, it's well. I guess it's not his number one because he doesn't rank him. Yeah, I don't rank him. But I was you go- did say number one though. No, so last. I, I start last. from the top of the IMDb. IMDb that was page, number one. And oh. I work my way down. I do Please say it stars Donald Trump. Just drop that line in there. Oh, they do show Donald. Trump, I know he's so. in it, but just say yeah. he stars in it. Trump. How, many, how long is he in it? Hey, guess what? He shakes his hand. Yeah, it's like one scene, right? Yeah, Yeah, guess what? Uh, Whatever. Home Alone. Shake it. (laughs) IMDb, 6.8. Meta, 46. Tomato, 35. Audience, 62. Worldwide, 359 million, basically. What was the budget? Budget was 28. Damn. Director is Chris Columbus. First one, really? First one. With John Hughes as a writer. John Hughes is a writer on it? Yeah. He wrote the first one. He wrote this one, too. Did he write? Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, Joe uh, Pesci, Daniel Stern, Catherine O'Hare. O'Hara. O'Hara, but whatever the fuck. But yeah. Great movie. I mean, it's a, it's, the first one. I better. watched this right before Christmas. We both, we both yeah, did, we watched and that's what I love about this <laughs> film is, it's both of these are great Christmas movies, and I knew I had to watch this movie before Christmas. 
And it's going to be tough to watch the 90s in the middle of summer, but that's Christmas in July, baby. Um, what? Because that one came out in 1990. Was that 90? The first one. Oh, yeah. I guess it was 90. First one yeah. was 90. That one will be middle of summer. It'll be, a, it'll be spring. It'll be like spring. Yeah. Call my uh, Easter movie. But, um, my Easter movie. Yeah, I mean... It's one of those movies that I really enjoy. I understand why they made a sequel, but like, did it really need to be done? It didn't, but there's just too much money on the table. <laughs> but no, I mean, it got bad when he didn't have Macaulay Culkin. Well, Macaulay who knew? Macaulay Culkin actually well, made the movie. Well, who knew thirty years later that Kieran Culkin would all of a sudden be super famous, hosting SNL, yes. being on like the most popular TV show? Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. That's wild. I mean, he's like in, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Cider House Rules and stuff like that, but like, he's a kid. Now he's Macaulay Culkin's brother, and now he's on uh, fucking uh, Succession, which is like super popular. Well, he doesn't even need to be on it. He made so much money as a kid that he's just like. Didn't he get emancipated from his parents and shit, though? Like. No, he. Macaulay. Yeah. No, did you hear what he uh, tweeted out or whatever one time? Because that was all brought up, the whole family thing. He's like, he's like, why do you think I had to work anymore? Well, he's got a weird... He's like, I have so much money. When he was like, as a child? No, like right now, like recently. Like, this happened before he got married I guess royalties of some kind, maybe? Yeah, like he has so much money because he was a childhood actor. Well, your parents so, control that shit, though. A lot of those. But I mean, no, they do because they're he, not legally allowed tweeted, to even have a bank account. You're like 16. Well, yeah, free Britney. Well, that was well after the fact, but... That's amazing. I mean, that's, uh, what you call it? Conservative conservatorship. But, no, um, this was a great... I don't know. A great movie. Um, it's kind of like, to me, when you watch it, and you're like, why doesn't this kid know he's on the wrong plane? Until <laughs> you see, like, right when they announce, like, plane to New York, he puts his headphones on. And like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, he doesn't know his headphones on. He's just he's just rolling with it. And then they and have, then, like, the bits with, what was that recorder he had? Like, that oh, was, yeah, the, the like, one of the man. biggest fucking things. Yeah. It was um I can't remember what that but we looked at eBay it was like eight hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh yeah you Not get an original fucking whatever the fuck those are quite valuable yeah that's one I haven't seen in a long time I know once this is the last one with the well, we did they rewatch did, this because they made Home Alone three with that kid from Liar Liar and then I was like oh. That one has Scarlett Johansson yep. too, I think. Like, she was like fourteen or something. And they're they're still they're I think they're starting a new trilogy on Disney Plus. They're wasn't there like a petition? It. I saw a petition of a, like a joke where like if they remake it, he needs to still play the kid, mm-hmm. Culkin, like today, be like forty one <laughs> yeah. or some shit. It'd be fun to remake that? it with him as the dad. Or him as the fucking. They, they could do that, I guess. He could be the one of the Joe Pesci. Yeah, one of the bad guys. Characters. Oh, well, yeah, that'd be fun too. That's. <laughs> but a good they one. like even said like 
I think he was even in on it. Like, it'd be funny if it was a petition just for him to be the kid and no one mentioned how weird it is that it's like a 41-year-old kid. Ah! Same People would watch time. it. Whether or not it was good, I guess. But. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I mean, I remember liking it. Well, I thought the first one was better. But, the first one was most definitely Which better. is still a ridiculous premise of, like, really? You don't remember one of your kids but, is not here? I mean, going back to Aladdin, that had a very good, like, Sega Genesis game, too. Did it? I don't remember that one. Yeah. I never played that one. It was tough. You had to, like, pick up shit, and you build traps, and... There's certain movies from that era that like weren't popular in my house. Like I don't think Home Alone. Like my parents did not like Home Alone. Really? No, they were like anti. It wasn't like right. It's not you. You can't watch. But we didn't own Home Alone. Like I just would see it through. I just grew up with Home Alone. That was my whole thing. I grew up with Home Alone as well. I think I saw this one in theaters too. But number one, if you want to do the honors, Tom, I know what your it is. Also iconic, probably the most iconic line from this year. A few good men. Yes, sir. You got to think that's probably the most iconic line, right? <laughs> you top can't handle the top truth. Top ten in history, like IMDb is seven point seven. My score is sixty two. Rotten Tomatoes of 83% tomato meter, 89% audience, $41 million budget. Domestically, $141,340,178. Worldwide, $243,240,178. Directed by Rob Reiner. Written by Aaron Sorkin. This is probably in my top 10 movies ever. Ever. I fucking it's love this movie. It's not my top 10, but I it's haven't not watched far it off. in a probably. very long time. I did, I did rewatch this. Anytime it's on, it just I, it sucks me in. I don't know what it is, but I fucking love it. It's really movie. just a courtroom drama, but it's just. It's, it is, but. There's the military aspect. There's Cruz being the son of a famous. I've never seen this movie. Not DA. Well, I don't know what he is. He's, He's like a Navy lawyer. What the Navy fuck lawyer. do they call that shit? You've never Jag? seen this? Is it Jag? Jag, yes. I've never seen this movie. You are out of your fucking mind. You've seen this movie. You can't handle the truth. Okay, it's Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Jack Moore, Kevin Pollock. The last time I seen it, Kevin Pollock, was probably twenty five years ago. It's been a minute since I've seen it. But like I when, did watch when it about I say, a week ago. When I watched it, it was on VHS when my stepdad moved into my house, and he had it on VHS. I probably did have seen it, but it's been forever. Like I said, this is this could very well be in my top ten favorite. I, I, not best, but favorite movies. It's a great movie. I man. fucking love this movie. Just did the you whole... the code red? You bet I did. God damn it! Tom Cruise going back to the fucking and he's taking his fucking water. Yep. Like I'm gonna fucking ask him. I gotta do it. 
Him they bring in the pilots plane. from the plane that they fucking said <laughs> didn't exist. They were promising that they were there, and they were not going to swear on record you know that what? any of this line happened. I love too at the very end when it's the one guy the the black guy that's on trial. There's a white guy and the black guy. The black guy who's like kind of in charge of the white, yeah. like in a way of the white guy. He kind of follows him. Shut, shut your fucking mouth. When he's like, he's like, what At does this mean? Line. We're not, we're not in the mil- we're not in the Marines anymore. And he's like, no, like. The white guy was a little dense. But I love that Tom Cruise tells him like, you don't need to have that. Saluted him. He's like, Salute you don't need back. that to be a to have honor, you know. And he's like, that... salutes him back. That's a great fucking scene. I mean. Because basically they, they have they, there's a thing called Code Reds. Kevin Bacon. Did you say Kevin Bacon? Even we didn't mention him, did we? Keeper Sutherland too. Fuck, I completely forgot. But like Kiefer Sutherland was in. We said Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he was the. He's the defense attorney, I guess. No, he's a prosecutor. Oh, he's a prosecutor. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Sorry. Um, okay. Are you gonna edit this? You guys gonna keep talking for a while? Or do I? Or are we gonna pee here? Now? We're almost done. I mean, we're this is we're last. Li- I didn't have to pee so bad. You so. can go potty. You can just go. Okay, I'm just gonna go. But like, yeah, there's just the scenes, and there's like Demi Moore is good, in it, even though I never cared for her that much, but she's good at in this movie. I she's good in Ghost. I mean, she's not a bad actress, but I just, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, she's never. Move the meter. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, she was Popular pretty at the time. <laughs> but speaking of showgirls, no, that was striptease. Striptease. Oh, you're right. <laughs> showgirls Damn was uh, the bitch from. You're right. What was that kid show? Fucking with screech that. and shit. Oh, uh, Tiffany, that girl. Tiffany Amber Amber Tiffany Thiessen or whatever. That show. That wasn't the bitch from Striptease, but Oh. You're saying Showgirls was her? Showgirls was from what was that show? Saved by the Bell is what you just said? Yes. Saved by the Bell. It's like the white girl, right? The the curly haired brunette? Yeah. yeah, it's like Tiffany Amber Thiessen. No, she was on White Collar. That's she was on that oh, no, show, but that. it was the other bitch. I'd have to remember who it is. Damn. Who who was who was the striptease bitch? Um, that was um, Jay Jay Jessica. J- you talking about from that, or from um, from Say by, by the Bell? Yeah, Jessica. Um. Isn't that Amber Tiffany Thiessen or Tiffany Amber Thiessen? No, that's a she's different. She's from girl. White Collar. She's from White Collar. But she's also on Saved by the Bell, though. I'm not. Wrong yes, she's that. on Saved by the Bell, but that's not the girl that was on Striptease oh, okay. that torpedoed I her can't career. Can't think of the other girl then. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Uh, I'm looking at that right now. Um. Plus, like the Nicholson line of like. When they meet him in Cuba, and he's like, I'm, or not, Guantanamo, not Cuba. Where he's like, 
I'm a hundred yards from, you know, guys that want to shoot me dead. Kind of like I don't know. It's just Elizabeth Berkeley. Or Elizabeth Berkeley. Her oh, name was Jesse Sprano, and I don't know. So it was okay. Elizabeth Jessica. Yeah. But yeah, there was that, and then after their first meeting, like you call me. I don't know what it was, sergeant or or oh, sir, or whatever sir. the fuck it was. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, that is a top ten movie for me. That's I very think good. I fucking love this movie. Do I do a quick like miss the cut type thing? Because my miss the cut, to your chagrin, Aladdin was one. Uh, the player with Tim Robbins. Robert Altman movie. It's basically quickly about like a movie producer who writers start sending him like postcards of like, I'm going to kill you for not choosing my script. He thinks it's a Vincent D'Onofrio's character. This is young. I remember that. Yeah. He ends up killing him by mistake (laughs) and like gets away with murder, but like he's still getting postcards and letters from the guy who he was supposed to actually like, get mad at and ends up writing the guy's film because the guy has blackmailed the guy knows he kills victims in D'Onofrio and gets away with it so Tim Robbins like writes the guy's movie at the end of the movie okay it's a good it's fu- it's it's a big I, dig at uh, Hollywood it's a kind of a Hollywood fuck you movie right yeah which is becoming more convenient now like I said I don't remember uh, and ones that you... did not choose I did want to watch because I've never actually seen it. As big of a fan of it as the show, but I've never actually seen the Twin Peaks movie. It was on HBO too, but I was like, I show. saw that on the list. But I was like, I, I, I heard it's pretty. Grim. Um, so there was no way I was going to watch it Chaplin without watching with Robert the show. Downey. So Chaplin, I, didn't I wanted see to it. bring this up. Like the show mm-hmm. was one of the movies. Like I started watching you on Netflix. And that was brought up. She's like, oh, it's a 1992 film called The Show. And the like, show. I don't know if you ever heard of The You, you but... I know a, what You is, yeah. Um, But yeah, they bring it up like as part of the, the show. It's like, they, oh, this whole movie. The movie's called The Show, then. Yeah, but I did not get a chance to watch rewatch that. Did you watch it before? No. Not watch. I mean, not rewatch, but watch it. I guess is the best way to say. Okay. Yeah, for me, the Twin Peaks movie, I didn't get a chance. <clears throat> Don't know if I would have made it, but. I mean, I had a bunch of movies. That I'll watch I... it someday because I do like that universe. But... I have a bunch of movies I could have rewatched. Malcolm X. Or watch. Yeah. Did you see Malcolm X? Long time ago, but. Let's not get in that conversation. But like, I'm going kids' way and see no man. <laughs> we had talked about Cool World. Yeah, but they took that away from us. Three Ninjas. Yeah, there's a lot of like that fucking movie. Uh-uh. You never saw Three Ninjas? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! No, but there's also that like awesome Oscar, big Oscar movies like Lorenzo's Oil and Howard's End. Yeah, I just didn't want to really fucking watch A River those. Runs Through. That's, that's what I thought. A River Runs Through would be on your list for sure. I thought it was going to, but that's the fisherman one with yeah, fucking. Brad I love Pitt. that one. I, I never that... saw it. We watched part of it one day downstairs. We talked about 
Watch when I lived here. I remember it was on one night, one afternoon on like HBO or whatever. We yeah, watched at least we sat there for like a good forty-five minutes to an hour watching it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, we watched that. That, that Joss Whedon. That's, that's a tough sell <laughs> these nowadays, days, sir. But and that felt such like a. What was that fucking... I, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Sister Act. Oh, guy. I you hate Whoopi I Goldberg. Hate Whoopi I Goldberg. I, Slaughterfest. She wasn't the player. I I'd kill her. Choose her though. Oh, wait. Edit. Son of a Woman. There were several movies like... Passenger 57. Hard Boiled. I wanted to watch. Because I've never seen that was a Chow Young Fat movie, I think. Okay. Like one of those old Korean cop movies. My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, I didn't. Batman Returns for me. Uh, Mighty Ducks or something. The Bodyguard. My Dick. Okay. Encino Man. Encino this Man. Year. Hamon Hamon, which was a Penelope Cruz movie, I yeah. think. Oh, she was really young. Uh, no, she's like 24. Young chip. Single white female. Like, that was this year. Oh, okay. Which One I wanted I didn't to watch, actually, was, very long time. was School Ties. Matt Damon and uh, Brendan Fraser. It's like a high school football movie. But I think there's like some drama involved in it. Like, maybe... Some sort of scandal. I not but school time. It was like Matt Damon's like first movie. Wow. And Brendan Fraser's in it. I think it's about like a Jewish. I think Fraser plays like a Jewish football player in like a town that doesn't accept that kind of uh, shit. Um, we hate. We you know. Do not say what you're about to say. And Lawnmower Man. Did What's you see that? that? Lawnmower Man. Mm-mm. It's based on a Stephen King story. It had Pierce Brosnan in it's it. A short story, yeah. Dead Alive. I mean, it's Sino Man. Patriot Games. I, oh, that was mine too, yeah. That was Cool World. We yeah. fucking. Yeah, it was a pretty good year. Far and Away, Forever Young. 91's going to be wild, though. No. Yeah. Well, you got like one. Silence of the Lambs. Should we do 16? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want a fucking seven hour podcast? Yeah, I think we're good. It's time for a break. What's that break? We're done. We're done. Still loving this shit, man. Still liking it? Still loving it. So, we're going to do up. 91 before 2021. Sure. That's fine with me. Yeah, because Spider Man's not going to be available until the end of February. Probably until the end of February. And I don't want to go another like a month and two weeks. Like, let's go to AMC, bitches. It's actually probably still in theaters. It's COVID. They made fucking. Now hear about that. It's like the fourth fucking highest <laughs> grossing movie of all time. Jesus. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah, my dick does. All right, with that. Wow. See you in '91. <laughs> Anyone, bitches, we'll fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
I got any more to get out real quick? I we need um, something reasonable to end on. Right. I look forward to ninety one. It should be yeah, uh, ninety one should be a good time. Um, I'll loaded. suck your bitches off. Jesus Christ! Again, I need something to end on oh, that's yeah. reasonable. Ninety one is going to be one of the better years we've done. I think. Let's go ninety one. All right. Until next time. Ninety one it is. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully, you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.